Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. LaFanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 22, Movie Mental Breakdown, Soul Food 1997. These are my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I love doing movements breakdown. Okay. So uh, like Dr. Wall just said, we're doing soul food, which stars Vanessa Williams as Terry, Vivica Fox as Maxine, Nia Long as Bird, Jeffrey Sams as Kenny, Irma P. Hall as Big Mama, Michael Beach as Miles, Makai Pfeiffer as Lim, Brandon Hammond as Ahmad, Gina Rivera as Faith and Mel Jackson as Samuel. And then we also have Reverend Williams. So that's your list of characters. (laughs) Uh, So characters they are. (laughs) Yes. You guys will see in this session, we're going to have a whole bunch of throwbacks to probably the last two sessions um, because they are definitely a build up to soul food for real. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we chose it. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for the food. I know. (laughs) Even though some of it did look really good. Yes. At that wedding, I was like, oh, y'all got some real food. Okay. I was thinking about the first Sunday dinner. I was like, look at that ham. (laughs) I wanted the cornbread. That not me alone ones though. That joint was <laughs> no, burned. No, no, no. I know. I'm talking about Terry's. I, I know. Bread. I'm like, how you burn cornbread okay. easily, girl? These no. people can't boil water. That's true. Burn Plenty. a pe- burn a pot up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's that smell? I know. I forgot water's on the stove. Mm-hmm. So in the opening scene, it starts with uh, Ahmad kind of giving that traditional 90s movie um, <laughs> narration <laughs> narration at the beginning. And I didn't even realize, well, I guess maybe when I first saw it the first time, I didn't even realize like there was a narration to this. I'm like, wait a minute. I mm-hmm. forgot about him. <laughs> mm-hmm, that he's like basically telling a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so we starting off, ah, the narration, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's talking about, you know, the family and what family means and all those kinds of sweet things. Uh, and we enter into Bird and Lim's wedding uh, reception, of, I guess. Yeah. That yeah. part, mm-hmm. the wedding yeah. reception. So, you know, it's lots of goings on, dancing. A hot mess. Dancing, you know, and everybody, you know, just having a good old time. And then... I can't remember the part where Reverend Williams came before or that came before the dancing, right? It had to have yeah. because I don't think they would have segued back to that. Right. Yeah. So Reverend Williams is in line. Pervert. Getting, <laughs> <laughs> getting his plate. And he proceeds to tell Big Mama, you know, that bird looking real fine. And, uh, <laughs> He would like to sleep with her. 
on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two times. Mm-hmm. So if y'all can't tell, he plays the creepy uncle, creepy elderly person. Like he's he's in that role, and it don't get better. Mm-mm. No. Um, which really shocked me was like, you gonna say this to her mama on her wedding day? I'm sorry, this Joker would have been gone a long time ago. I'm just letting y'all know because he, uh. Mm. But see, this reminds me of when we were talking, I think, an episode or two ago or a session or two ago about how parents used to just let, if parents used to let their children just go with, I guess, prominent people in the community and, you know, mm-hmm. just things yeah. like that. Very unhealthy. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was disgusting. And mama didn't say nothing. She just kind of, <laughs> and just kept fixing plates and just moved right on. And what? I was like, and it was such an odd scene in the movie. I was like, who wrote this? And really <laughs> thought that, like, I was like, maybe there was a deeper meaning behind this for things like we're doing right now. We did, they just didn't, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. know it back then. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's really disturbing that you as a clearly elderly gentleman, would speak about your counterpart because Big Mama and him look to be in the same age range. Right. That you would speak about her daughter. So if she knows you as well as you, it seems like she knows you, that means you've been seeing these girls grow up since they was little. Yeah, right. he been eating a uh, Sunday dinner with them. Yeah. So, yeah, for years. So you just been eyeballing. Yeah. I feel bad. like if they were going to put that in the movie, it would have made more sense for him to have been standing watching and talking to the guys. Right. It still wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been made it been yeah. any better, but it would have made more sense mm-hmm. because her being who she is, I feel like she would have backhanded him somewhere. Yeah. Like it just g- was glossed over. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's normal. Why? Why would that be normal? But I guess for her era, it maybe it was. True. And we do have to keep it in context. Mm-hmm. But because uh, when we go back and watch these older movies, I'm like, oh, these things just don't age well sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those scenes where Shall you're like, we? that did not age well. Right. And even though he wasn't, the, the, the creepy part of it is he's talking about adult women, mm-hmm. but how long have you been looking at them? Right. Their like whole life. Right. And it's still abuse. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's under that umbrella it's probably on the more excusable approved part of the umbrella of sexual assault and abuse mm-hmm. but it's still under the umbrella because that harassment was real on on at the, the dinner table when especially when faith came in sir you touched the whole skin mm-hmm. knocked out mm-hmm. yeah uh, so then Ahmad continues on and talks about people having skeletons in the closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then insert Samuel, who is Bird's ex-boyfriend or some sort of ex-something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he proceeds to put some sort of like monetary gift in her sweetheart neckline. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Because they, they, you know, the cool thing about this scene was that they were technically doing the spay dance that you don't really see in our culture like that, but mm-hmm. you see it in the African culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, let me find out. They put a little, put a little nod in there. <laughs> they did. Um, and he, on my uh, DVD, there's, um when you do like the scene selection, it's a little onk. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So they okay. did. So they did. So that probably was purposeful. Oh, oh, I like okay. it. Okay. We doing that whenever I find me a man and get married. 
Mm-hmm. Bless me, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we touch and agree. <laughs> so skeletons in the closet. So here's Samuel, you know, rubbing the the whatever, however much money it was, because I could didn't pay attention to that part, but just rubbing mm. it all over her bosom and stuffing it in her sweetheart neckline. And basically, it's like, you know, if you need me, call me. I was trying to figure out how... Being the man that Liam is, was, how you ain't see this man filling your wife up? I guess she was preoccupied. preoccupied. But still, how were you able to even get to, like, what? How did that happen? Mm -hmm. The better question is why she let it happen. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was going to go to there next. (laughs) Because we had been in there boxing at my wedding. Or my girls would have been in there boxing for me. First of all. Yeah. How you even get in the dough? She probably invited him. No, no, but she asked who invited him. Oh, okay. She did so a little he bit just later. came. Because mm-hmm. I said that to Dr. Jones the other day. I said, who did the invitations for this wedding? <laughs> and how did y'all have the address to both of the exes? Obviously, they, they are not a family of boundaries. Like, that's obvious. this before the days of cell phones. Yes. Yeah, so this is not like you had, a, you just texted them and, you know, said, right. hey, we're going to be at blah, 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 blah. Word of mouth. That's what it was. That, yeah. So, of course, we since we're talking about skeletons and exes, Lim's ex-girlfriend. Ooh. With that little skimpy dress. I need a girl. That's what was in my head. Y'all can't say it on, you know, the show because... Cause I'm trying to Get figure out how did you even think that that was okay for your for this girl to be dancing on on you like that at your wedding reception? I don't know, but she was dancing. She was getting it. She was. But why was it okay <laughs> for you to be? Da- you can dance like that if you want to on the dance floor with somebody single, right? But you know, sometimes people want other people to be jealous. Yeah, I feel like that's what that was about. Mm-hmm. An eye for an eye. Child, I promise. Mm, it make you wonder how Lim and Bird got together. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because the only thing I see, in 1997, I wasn't delivered from the spirit of slap. <laughs> you in the spirit of slap. No, mm-mm. I was not delivered. So, hunty, trust. It wouldn't have been yeah. no jealousy. It wouldn't have been none. Not at all. You wouldn't I mean, have just had to get. it was mad disrespectful. It was because her Very. dress, she had on one of them old, not old, well, it is old school. Bodycon body for con, real. Like Sequence. You, like you really could almost see everything. And she, had she had to keep, keep pulling it down. I was yeah. like, she had to keep pulling the- She had a leg up at one point talking about. She did. Just out here twerking. She did. And the lights was not dimmed. Mm-mm. No. It was Mm-mm. not that time. It was part like of that, the reception. It was like that gym lighting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, this is the beginning of the reception when all the ministers and the elderly people are still at your reception. This is mm-hmm. not when yep. they done went to bed. Right. Because I was like, man, this is the most attention-seeking behavior. if At its finest. Man. She bent <laughs> over and shook it. Girl. I said, okay. All of that. And he just, I mean. I, he was just a grinding. And he, right. was, and he, was, he was just too. enjoying like, it. <laughs> I wish y'all could see, but he was just a cheesing. Yeah. Y'all will see it when y'all go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can be like, I see what they talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that. Mm-hmm. So then the sisters go run off to go trying to find Bird. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, why off. y'all didn't, first of all, I was like, I don't have sisters. Well, excuse me. I have one sister, but she is like really, really, she wouldn't even been thought about it this time. But if I had sisters that were old enough why y'all didn't go over there why y'all running to come find me mm-hmm. y'all need to be going jump on him and be like what the 
is wrong with you? Because the sister that would have done it was pregnant. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because she did say, let's go beat this whole thing. She said, yeah. <laughs> we all happy, but we'll be more happy if we go beat that hoe down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like, why y'all running to find me? Get on that fool. But they run to go find their sister and, you know, talk to her and see what's going on. But why did she leave and come back? I wouldn't like like she wanted to get riled no, up with her sister. No, I would already when I saw it, I would have already been riled up. I they would have had to come out the bathroom to get me. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going over there. I ain't got to ask you who she is. <laughs> I don't need to know who she I'm is. Like, we can get this a no <laughs> right now. Real right quick, now. bro. Cause we wouldn't have had no movie. Yeah. That <laughs> in credits. Exactly. That was it. <laughs> fight ensued at the wedding and it was over hmm. so i was like Ooh. but of course big mama yeah. comes in to save the day rescuer mm-hmm. and somehow she is able to convince Lim and this woman to stop dancing with each other so that she can do her little shimmy shake with Lim in the uh in the circle yeah <laughs> i was gonna say soul train line but i was like no that's not right they weren't in a soul train they were in a circle mm-hmm. uh and then oh, all but- of the anger just melted away but before that mm. um she had told ahmad mm-hmm. to go and tell bird hey you need to come on out here go and, and get her and tell her to come uh, and get her new husband yeah, right come get now. her new husband but that is not what ahmad said uh-huh. he said oh. <laughs> big <laughs> mama said come get your black <laughs> <laughs> Just one little excuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I want to cuss a little bit. Because well, yeah. this is the energy she really had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just gave me the nice kid version. Mm-hmm. This is what she really wanted to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. But like Dr. Jones said, Big Mom was being the rescuer. Mm-hmm. Solved the problem. And I was so surprised. Like, how all that anger just melt away immediately. Because mm-hmm. I still would have been fuming. Right. Because first of all, where'd she go? Where did both of them go? Mm-hmm. Even uh, the ex, uh, what's his name? Samuel. Samuel. Well, you know, he probably left right after that, though. Probably. Yeah. But I was like, everybody now just laughing and smiling. I was like, I would have been still pissed. And I would have went right up. Mom, excuse me. I need to talk to you. Bro, right now. You. Right now. Not now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Uh, but I said here, I said, this is like, the fine the family dynamics are already starting you know at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie and i'm like we five minutes in mm-hmm. and they already showing you know all of their family roles and kind of all of the hijinks that will ensue mm-hmm. you know oh yeah because fault. in the bathroom uh terry and max started talking about the money mm-hmm. terry mm-hmm. terry's money mm-hmm. why you always gotta let people know you pay for something mm-hmm. <laughs> that's her worth her value yep yep I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, her role, but, you know, that's what she is. Yes, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so then one of the things that I was thinking, because then they did some sort of montage after that about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I was wondering, but in the beginning, had all of this stuff with Big Mama not happened, did Lim really stand a chance um in this family i feel like he would have because the person who had an issue with him was actually terry Mm. everybody else was cool with Lim. they still had questions and stuff but everybody else was cool it's terry because she turned her nose down 
or look down her nose rather at everybody. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What gotcha. What makes you think Terry had a, I mean, I, I know I heard what you just said, but what makes you think she had a problem with them though? Because she paid for the wedding. I mean, I know that. I mean, well, I that's know her baby sister. Bird, yeah. more, more so. But she talked about how he wasn't worth nothing. He talked about how she talked about the fact that um, where did you find him? Mm. Like she she brought up his past all the time and didn't really know anything about his past other than he had went to prison. Mm-hmm. That's all she knew. Um, and that's why later on in the the movie, she jumped to conclusions about what mm-hmm. had actually gone mm-hmm. on instead yeah. of really figuring Finding it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just be doing too much. <laughs> Which was one of the reasons I wondered why, if he would have really stood a chance in the family had all this stuff not happened because of the yeah. weight that Terry holds in the family. But I feel but I like the strong one is still maxing. Mm-hmm. And so she really is. Well, I'm going to say it. Terry acted as if she well, she was the power broker mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. And yes, she was great. She had a lot going for her. So I'm not, knocking her for that but yeah. the fact was the glue in their generation is Maxine mm-hmm. true it is not that. her mm-hmm. and she and that's what she didn't like she didn't like it you know mm-hmm. for some other reasons it's about to come up as uh-huh. well yeah but I feel like Maxine be- is going to eventually become big mama years uh-huh. down the line mm-hmm. and she that. welcomed him open arms you know she still like get your life but mm-hmm. you know she still welcomed him gotcha yeah so then um there's an explanation about, you know, Sunday dinner and soul food and kind mm-hmm. of what that means. Um, you know, basically the short abridged version of that is, <laughs> is c- cooking from the soul, you know, cooking with heart and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sunday dinners were used as a way to keep the family connected. And um, they were often teaching moments for the current and the younger generation, you know, about customs, about, tradition things like that so he did a little a nice little explanation Mm -hmm. on that Mm -hmm. yeah um something that i also thought was very interesting was them talking about the grandfather and Mm -hmm. how he was an uh owned a corner store a A laundromat laundromat. Mm -hmm. and a barbershop and a barbershop Mm -hmm. i said okay entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i thought and also a gambler so Yes. (laughs) What I thought was interesting at first, I was like, man, that really showed the power of ownership Mm -hmm. and how you could potentially really set your children up for generational wealth. Mm -hmm. However, if you are not taught how to manage finances um, or you have, you know, addictive tendencies, Mm -hmm. which is definitely what he had. Mm -hmm. Right. Then that that ownership really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. It just give you money to go do what you do. Right. Well, it. And if you think about it, they never really fully made it, air quotes, because Big Mama still had to keep her job as a maid. Mm-hmm. Like she never could graduate to a different type of job or not work at all or, you know, whatever would have worked for them because of his gambling problem. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she didn't it, she didn't even work at any of the companies Mm-mm. that he owned. No. no. Did not. Another... And I I think this came a little right before the Sunday dinner. I love while they were cooking. I love the little new, newlywed moment when Liam oh. came to the door. I'm like, Psst. <laughs> it's like, okay, you better go get your wife for. Yes, <laughs> I was like, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. That was really cute. Fish dinner. 
Oh no, fish. <laughs> That's where that came from. Mm. Um, so then there's another scene where they're kind of playing cards at the table and kind of talking about a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And um, Terry <laughs> ends up being pretty resentful towards everybody mm-hmm. uh, about and pretty critical of her sister's choice in spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's sticking her nose in everybody else's business instead of minding her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and she continues to do her typical thing, like throwing up in front of everybody's face that she went to college and she got a good job and she's making all this money and she paid for this. And, you know, you didn't pay me back for whatever. But what I appreciated was Big Mama was like, no, worry about your own life. You own husband, husband number, number two. two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get your life. And the other part that I didn't um, care for was the fact that Max was counting her money. Like she was like, you're not um, hurting for your, for that money. That That's not the point. Right. It's the principle behind the fact that I let whoever, uh, I guess bird uh, borrow the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can see how she would become resentful. Mm-hmm. especially and we don't know all of this so some of this is speculation but if she has a history of giving them money as a loan and they don't pay it back because they don't think she needs it mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. one thing that I, I like that's the one thing i can't stand that people do don't count my pocket like you don't know i may not need it but because you said you're gonna give it back to me i'm expecting for you to give it back if you need me to give it to you then say that Right. But also you need to get some boundaries exactly. because at some point you can't keep blaming the family for not paying you back when you keep giving them the money. That you, too. you the one with, mm-hmm. they the ones without it, at some point there has to be some consequences and repercussions mm-hmm. for them to not, for them not doing what they need to do. Other than you just having an attitude yeah. and being resentful. But it also can internally give her a sense of leverage over them as well. Yep, that, and because that's what it seemed like she was doing at that point. Mm-hmm. Even though wasn't nobody here. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know what we justify in our own head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes is enough. Yeah. Um. So then during this talk, Big Mama is at some point. Um, it holds her arm over the flame, the flame mm-hmm. and burns her arm. And this is where we learn that um, she has diabetes. Uh, and is so, not taking care of it. Uh, yes. Um, and likely probably has some sort of nerve damage. Circulation. Um, circumla- mm-hmm. Yeah, circulation issues. And they take her to the doctor. Well, f- first, she talks about a home remedy. Mm. And what kind of struck me about this was... You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to use natural medicines and natural healing. But for some things, there is a place for Western medicine if you're not going to take care of yourself fully. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not going to change your diet, if you're not going to start working out, you know, if you want to continue to eat and live the same way, then your default is going to be relying upon Western medicine. Because mm-hmm. you get definitely, if you're going to use herbs and herbal medicines and things like that to cure whatever diagnosis you may have you definitely have to change your lifestyle yeah mm-hmm. and i think another part of that is y'all we're not living in older times we're not living in compounds or in tribes and things of that nature 
anymore. Like we're not going to the shaman. Like mm-hmm. we're not following through with what they say do. She didn't go put a pulses, you know, on her own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you really going to be about that life, be yeah. about that life. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't pick and choose the parts of being um, natural and herbal and mm-hmm. following those protocols. If you're not going to, you know, do what you need to do. That's mm-hmm. right. Now you can do both, you know? Yeah. Cause that's something that I did when I was diagnosed with cancer. I did both, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need you to go get that together mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah you ain't feeling limbs you you passed some other things right yeah i agree <laughs> like you're past the point of herbs right and if if you do you need to go to a well back then i don't think this existed then but a naturopathic doctor mm-hmm. they were there i don't think I don't they, think they were, were popular widely used of course yeah um and this is kind of also uh a tribute to kind of what we've talked, not us, but just kind of as people in the black community about soul food being mm-hmm. good to the soul, but it's not good to the body. No. Mm. And they kind of talked about that a little bit from the perspective of turning something that was given to us into something great mm-hmm. um, and making it taste good and things of that nature, which, hey, we have done a bang up job, but I feel like at some point you have to realize that that's like a, a special occasion thing yeah. or whatever. Cause Lord knows I like my four cheese, Mac and cheese, <laughs> but, but we can't eat that all the time. No, not every day. Not every no. day. Cause Dr. Strickland and I just found out how much, well, not that we just found out, but just realized how much, ca- how many calories is in an omelet with cheese. Yeah. How oh. much of a difference it is. You'd be I, like, that took 300 calories off that omelet just mm-hmm. removing the cheese? Yes. Mm-hmm. Y'all think when we had the potluck, potluck, and I brought that mac and cheese, and mm-hmm. we was in here just eating it. Mm-hmm. Every- that was probably a good, that one spoonful was probably a good sixteen to 2,000 no. calories, and I sure ate it, but that's not the now point. Tell the <laughs> truth. Tell the truth. We got two spoonful <laughs> i only got one though because i was trying to eat other stuff but yes but yeah it's good to you look there's such thing as having food that is psychologically satisfying mm-hmm. yes but that does not mean it is biologically satisfying it's and that's not. so unfortunate and you show and that's why y'all get the itis mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that is your body telling you time to shut down it's too much it's overload mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other thing I was thinking about in this scene when she didn't want to go to the doctor was the lack of trust in medical professionals. And that has not changed. That's not changed. Mm-hmm. And, and and I can understand why she would not want to go to a Western doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we we die at an alarming rate when we go to the doctor mm-hmm. as black women. Mm-hmm. We die at a higher rate than most people. So, I mean, I get the fear. Yeah. I get that. You know, most of my providers are black women. Mm-hmm. or women you mm-hmm. know it just mm-hmm. kind of depends on what the nature of what i'm going for mm-hmm. but i'm like nah you got to look like me in some type of way mm-hmm. and your bedside manner got to be wonderful yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of practitioners get away with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. oh but they do because people are afraid to call out their practitioners for some strange reason or even just ask yeah. questions mm-hmm. and just so everybody know all our interns 
you hired the doctor, you can fire the doctor. You can. So mm-hmm. at, if there is at any point you feel like, okay, this doctor don't understand what I'm saying or they're not meeting my needs within reason, don't be out here acting a fool. Or they're not listening to or me. Or they're not listening or they won't give you something that you actually need. You can, one, tell them, can you please make sure you document that in my chart? And they probably going to give you what you need. Or two, you can immediately fire them and find somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. That includes us. And one of the things, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I yes. tell my clients that all the hey, Me too. Question me. Question That's part of my job to answer your questions. And I tell my clients, it's you know, my goal is for them to eventually fire me. Because mm-hmm. I want you to get so far along where you only need me for maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. So then they go start eating the delicious food yum, after yum. they wrap up Big Mama's arm. And uh, did you say something about that prayer? <laughs> no, oh not, yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not uh, yet. Yeah. Reverend Williams, again, being inappropriate, h- highly, highly inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had fried it's cringeworthy. Chicken. They had fried chicken that day, and he was like, thank you for the breasts, and thank you for the thighs, this under and then thank you for the legs, under, under I mean, table. I mean, I mean, <laughs> under, over the tape. Like, I was like, dude, what you not going to do is put the Lord in your foolishness, yo, creepy, Cre- cringe, raper-like ways. <laughs> And I was like, didn't nobody say nobody? They just looked at him. They yeah, just the, opened their eyes. Yeah, and the looked girls at him. looked at him and was like. I'm like, did nobody say like, sir, you need to get up and leave, please. At minimum, he, he would open his eyes and it wouldn't have been no plate there. <laughs> like, because <laughs> he, was, he was comfortable saying it. Because you could tell he's like this all, all over. T- and yeah. that leads me to, and we may need to talk about this in a, a future podcast. I mean, a future session. Um people in the church doing stuff to people mm-hmm. trying to and, edit and that. ignoring it <laughs> yes because that was it was over the top like it, it's it's like you trying to be funny but it's not funny like you you blatantly said stuff like i mean just comfort like you just knew when yeah. nobody getting ready to say nothing to you what your face was still gonna be on your face when you got through saying it <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, i mean and the man didn't say nothing either none. nobody checked him they talking about y'all wives but i did pay attention to the seating arrangement the second so i was like he was I mean, by himself yeah, he's always over at, there at the end and li- one time Lim was sitting here and I think Ahmad was sitting on the other side of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. none of the girls sat beside him. Yeah. But still I was, cause I was wondering that I was like, are any of them sitting beside him? And then mm-hmm. I paid attention. to mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, just too much. Uh, also at the table, man, you can really see the sibling rivalry between Maxine and Terry. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we understand why. Uh-huh. And of course, as per usual, Terry is throwing out her financial success over everybody. Um, but I, this is where they do the cutaway for why mm-hmm. they have the argument. And then uh, Ahmad comes in with his why they've been like this. Mm-hmm. So apparently Maxine's husband, Kenny, Kenny, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maxine's husband, Kenny, used to date terry back in the 80s now mind you this is date real date not like we talking you know (laughs) which is kind of how people describe it today 
Uh, so they were dating and they went to the roller rink and, but big mama always made the girls take one of their sisters, uh, on dates, I guess for protection purposes. Mm-hmm. So Maxine is out there being Just extra, extra. Mm-hmm. being a little extra, <laughs> being mm-hmm. a little sister. Mm-hmm. And she falls hard. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Wonder, and talking smack. I this is what you got to do. This is how you got to do it. I wonder if she fell for real. Because, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes they'll keep scenes like that. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, that was good. We're going to keep it. Um, so she falls and Kenny immediately runs to her rescue. And they do the like white, like, like God is shining down on you on top of <laughs> Gazing you. into each other's eyes. Yes. They did the real like 1980s, like, ah. <laughs> so they fell in love. Basically the way they're making it sound like they fell immediately. in love immediately. Um, so then Terry falls and he don't even, he didn't even acknowledge her mm-hmm. from that moment forward. I wish we knew how long they had been dating. If that was actually a first date. Cause it, I mean, either way it don't matter, but if that was a first date or if they had been dating for a, a, a little long, while. Yeah. I yeah. know we do need some more info on that. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause it's more, it's devious either way, but mm-hmm. it's more devious mm-hmm. if she had been dating him. Mm-hmm. Cause they, I'm just reading body language. I'm just going to be honest, but it seems like they weren't super close him and Terry. Mm-hmm. by the way that they were standing next to each other while they was looking at her skating. Yeah. You know what I mean? There still should have been some communication going after that day from both of them, but it, I, we can't tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then Terry's walking home. I don't, from school, I'm assuming, I don't know where mm-hmm. she's walking home from. And she sees Kenny's car on the side of the road and the windows are fogged up. <laughs> which I didn't think really was a problem because she had a coat on. So I was like, well, it's winter time. So that kind of, sometimes that happens when mm-hmm. in cars, if you're sitting in a car and you know, it starts to heat up, but it was heated up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They had that Titanic moment where, you know, they put the hand on the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she going and she, you know, about to bust the windows out the car, like knocking hard. I bust the windows out your car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Maxine rolls the window down, <laughs> not thinking at all, and sees her sister. And of course, Terry jump all over her because it's like, "What you do? Like, hold on, what you doing?" No, no, no. Right. But Kenny's face was all up in the boobage. Oh. <laughs> he didn't even know somebody was knocking yeah. right. on the glass. Right? Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he was out of there. <laughs> so then she proceeds to drag Maxine out the car. Did y'all see, did, but hold on, did y'all see how tight her pants was that she couldn't which, even get which up? Person, uh, Maxine. Uh, uh-uh. they her, both was looking her, like they was. Her jeans was so tight she had to get up. Y'all can't even. She had to get up off the ground like she was pregnant. She had on <laughs> her sister pants. <laughs> she did, <laughs> but she Skin wasn't tight. sister size. Right, right. Man, she drug her. Like headlock and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny over there laughing. Get off of her. But laughing at the same time. But right. I was like, I wouldn't have gotten in the middle of that either. I wouldn't have either. Because at this point, sir, it ain't even about you. Right. This my sister. Yeah. This ain't, this not some girl off the street. Like this my sister. Right. Yeah. And they should have came and had a conversation. 
she still would not have liked it. But right. you could have at least talked to her about it. And left her with some dignity. Yeah. Right. Instead of just like before y'all even had that that car scene type of situation, it should have been a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that stuff right there, that's enough to completely ruin a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it caused tension between them. They seem like they already had tension anyway, but this caused additional tension between them. But that is literally something that can, you know, estrange people from each other, which is why I understood why Terry and Maxine didn't get along. Mm-hmm. sibling rivalry mm-hmm. there you Cause go it just kept getting worse and worse and worse yep yeah because not only did you you know start dating him and sleeping with him behind my back so y'all both out here lying to me mm-hmm. then you go and marry him yeah that and get that's pregnant three times yeah and y'all y'all been and she uh, don't have none of that none and you, y'all don't, y'all got a happy marriage for 11 years. Y'all I mean, love, I know we got to get to love that. Love each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Get, now they relationship is bomb. So they, I, they really were supposed to be together. Yeah. But, but have the conversation with your sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, as far as we know it, maybe Terry may not have even gotten to the point where she started liking him yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Knowing her, she probably had, but it was more so this is my possession. Exactly. And you took it. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, none of us have ownership over anybody Mm -hmm. and so if things like that happen you do need to be vocal about it and you need to let the people that you care about know what's happening yeah Mm -hmm. and then insert one of the most awkward conversational transitions ever where kenny then asks lim (laughs) he's special kenny is special (laughs) basically like why you go to jail man (laughs) what was you locked up for it's like sir we were not even talking about that like okay right. this is not dinner table conversation Mm-mm. at all <laughs> and then of course Lim tries to explain you know what happened and you know it was basically a I was trying to help family out and got myself caught up kind of situation mm-hmm. not that he was really the one out here running drugs or anything like that but you know sometimes family can be the toughest and hardest part of your circle mm-hmm. they get you caught up mm-hmm. and then they also this is where we also learned that uh their father was a gambler and mm-hmm. that he wasn't good with money uh because bird was definitely gonna protect her man mm-hmm. as she should because mm-hmm. you're not gonna be talking about me and daddy was out here mm-hmm. with his yeah. own skeletons and Everything. demons yeah um, yeah, which but I appreciated that. Yeah, but Big Mama seemed like she was like, "Yeah, I don't mind telling y'all that." Yeah, because I don't think I don't think she ever kept anything from her girls. Right. The, but this does kind of foreshadow how a bird is going to be with her husband, mm-hmm. not allowing him to fight his own battles. Ooh, yes, support, yes. but you can't fight him. Yes. Yeah. Now I, I did write that down in my notes. Was that um, Big Mama was talking about essentially the strong black woman trope. Mm. yeah <laughs> it's a lot of tropes in this movie yes. oh yeah De- the strong black woman one is floating around like strong, strong in this movie mm-hmm. angry some other jezebels mm-hmm. yeah it is a lot of those in there yeah it's a lot of examples of 
trope tripping one and trope tripping two. Mm. Yeah, so. I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then insert cousin Faith. This helpful. Yeah, the black sheep. Yes, scapegoat and black. But, well, it's a few scapegoats, uh-huh. but yes, she was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, when I was writing my notes, I was like, man, we just talked about this in uh, the family secrets session about forcing children to hug and or kiss people. Yep. Because mm-hmm. uh, while you don't see it, but you hear uh, Big Mom in the back say, "Kiss your cousin." Mm. And I, I didn't even hear that. Mm-hmm. And that ain't the cousin you need to be kissing. Yeah, anyway. it's like a it's definitely like it sounds like a background mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the the scene is not on Big Mama. It's on Faith. Faith. Okay. Um and Ahmad. Mm-hmm. And you hear that kiss your cousin. And I was like, Oh Lord. We mm-hmm. literally just talked about not forcing children um to in- and then it made me think about uh Reverend Williams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like forcing kids to do things that they may be uncomfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And how you know Amai want? He only probably don't even know who this woman is. No, I, I think, think Amai did, but not the it, daughter right underneath. Gotcha. Yeah, because um, he was talking about her. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. he talking about something. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they could see that trouble coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important to note is that you can teach your kids how to have appropriate greetings that you give people when they come in the house or when you enter the home. But when it comes to their body, you need to give them freedom mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. Or to, or I don't want to be hugged exactly. right now. It's not always about y'all. Right. It's about, okay, maybe they don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then not too long after this scene, Terry, excuse me, Maxine, uh, goes into labor and they do the Hollywood, you know, going into labor scene. It's time. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> but that's yes, what, that's what she, she was said. like, I think it's time. <laughs> but and she should be calm. Because she, she had two. Yeah. yeah. That's her third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know how Hollywood do like the, it's got to be a big old hoopla. Like, oh Everybody my God. done lost their mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and here go Terry with her fix. What's the doctor's number? What's the doctor's name? I know. I was like, man, she is so business. Uh huh. <laughs> I just, I want to give her a hug and tell her you can take it off sometimes. Relax, so, right? Just go breathe. You need something from Colorado or something, <laughs> 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 or something that's legal in Nevada. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah, she. I was like, she is always on always before we move on to the hospital Mm -hmm. one of the things that i wanted to talk about was was faith is the black sheep and scapegoat but like y'all just not gonna talk about it like y'all just gonna keep just pushing her out and not wanting to see her like oh my god here she is Mm -hmm. well then deal with it so that y'all that oh my god there she is thing can go away i think that is something that happens in black families because i'm black um black families a lot Mm -hmm. is stuff happening nobody healing from it and we just keep the cycle going it's Mm -hmm. never any like accountability and boundaries and this is what we're gonna do it's just like a loop and it keeps going well and the thing is it seemed like whatever was being done was being done to big mama and she don't seem to have had a problem well, with we it. we know Big Mama ain't got no boundaries. It, yeah, mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, that, see, one of the things that I, I 
try to teach my family members when we have family sessions is you have to have a relationship with the person, your own relationship with that person, not a relationship based on somebody else's relationship. So if big mama is okay with it even if it is poor boundaries then why am i mad about it yeah the only person you can come talk to about that is big mama exactly you can't get mad at cousin faith because she well you can do whatever you want to do with your emotions Mm -hmm. but you can't go say something extra to cousin faith when the problem is that big mama is still allowing it to happen so Mm -hmm. have a conversation with big mama exactly bring it up and then she can decide what she want to do there you go true 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 uh, so then they have, you know, everybody's excited about the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next scene uh, is them at the hospital with Big Mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought when I originally saw this movie that it was going to be about her arm. Uh, but we then learn that she's got poor More circulation, circulation in, her in her legs, <laughs> which is probably even more common Mm-hmm. Um, with individuals with diabetes or that have had diabetes for quite some time mm-hmm. um, that have not been taking care of themselves. And uh, it has now led to her needing to have her leg amputated, one of her legs amputated. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I know has happened to people in my family. Um, I imagine it has happened to people in a lot of individuals with diabetes families. Uh, whether it was a toes or all the way up to the leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking when I was watching the scene, I was like, man, I cannot imagine having to make a choice like that. So I could definitely understand why she was like, nobody's cutting my leg off. Like, mm-hmm. like to go it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's like going from being able to see and then going blind, like uh, mm-hmm. Ray Charles, yeah. you know, like that's, that's devastating. Yeah, because the only reason why she did it was because of Ahmad, Mm -hmm. because of her grandchildren, should I say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have lived literally your entire life no other way. You've had your leg, both of your legs in working condition your entire life. And you're an elderly person. So this Mm -hmm. is not like you're four. So you haven't you've only lived a few years and learned how to use these these limbs. You have relied on these limbs literally for uh, she looked to be like she may have been in her 60s late 60s um you know you've lived that long with these with these um with your limbs like that and now for one to be gone the adjustment you know had big mama as we will know she will pass but had she recovered you know just thinking about the psychological effect that's Mm going to take on somebody that when you look down like that part of your body's just not there anymore it's phantom limb had, syndrome yeah. and even especially because she had that idea of the strong black woman yes she her position was threatened mm-hmm. it would have been threatened should i say mm-hmm. yeah um she'd been reliant upon mm-hmm. her children yeah and i you know i watched my grandfather battle through that when he um was diagnosed with his last bout of cancer that eventually you know took his life you know, it was a struggle mm-hmm. and I can imagine it was hard for him, like him, his granddaughter being the one that's in there, like helping him eat or taking him to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that dignity, that pride, that mm-hmm. um, also that sense of, OK, I probably have less years left than what mm-hmm. I've lived. So I, I definitely 
that that was a hard scene for me personally. And mm-hmm. then they get that idea of not wanting to be a burden on yes. anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It challenges your idea of mortality and quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, what's my quality going to be? My last, like you said, it makes me realize, oh man, I have less years on this planet than more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, we don't talk about this much, but it, to me it also brought out ableism you know Mm -hmm. how we only celebrate bodies that are perfect and the norm is that you have to have all limbs all toes all fingers this and that this and that and that's the only Mm -hmm. uh healthy quality of life but in reality there are so many people who are quadriplegic paraplegic um blind you know can't hear and they have great quality of life is mm-hmm. it different do is it an adjustment is are there things that the family and loved ones have to uh learn and they have to learn of course mm-hmm. but there's more than one way to show up in the world mm-hmm. yeah and the thing is for them it becomes normal it may mm-hmm. be abnormal for us because we have our limbs our ability to hear and see and things like that yep. but it becomes normal for them Mm-hmm. yeah that was hard mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry you guys. know and I wanted to say one thing that kind of makes me happy this is a, a side note but also off topic is when I see uh the Rihanna fashion show and she has oh, yeah. all those different body types mm-hmm. in there and mm-hmm. she, yeah, she nice. always has a paraplegic in her show walking because mm-hmm. you better be out here celebrating everybody yes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah everybody wants to know what they that they can be represented Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be like, okay, so this is what realistically how these things will look on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did appreciate that too. I I love her inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then the next scene is them going to birds um, beauty shop and her ex is a stalker. Yes. <laughs> Again, guys, remember, this is before the days of cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did he even know that her salon was open? Well, he knew that. No, I thought he knew that she was trying because he said, uh, Ter- yeah, Terry finally gave you the money to get, you know, get it open. But I'm pretty sure he knew because he seems to keep his finger on where she's at at all time in the hours. Mm-hmm. Now, you could you could have called Mm-hmm. the shop and ask what are the hours mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, know. I was just like oh he's such a big creep in this movie mm-hmm. he's like the young version of uh the pastor he is mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then he comes in with you know flashing all his his dollar dollar bills y'all mm-hmm. and gives bird this i don't know if it was a tennis bracelet i couldn't quite tell what it was it was a bracelet it was it a just tennis looked like bracelet. a bangle or something like that because it didn't have a uh, clip on it because she was able to just take it off and throw it now granted she could have ripped it but it looked like a, a wraparound bangle or something yeah I couldn't quite tell what it was but they insinuate in the movie that this, this thing is expensive because mm-hmm. he said he made how much money $80,000 now we look at that now and it's like that that's not a lot of money <laughs> I mean that's a lot but it's not a lot right but yeah. in 97 it was yeah now he was banking in 1997 it was almost six figures okay Okay, that was good back then. Um, and I did not like the way Bird was looking at him. Me I did not either. either. I said, you better love Glim. That's who you chose. Because <laughs> she was yes. giving him baby debt. 
boy, Them if I eyes. wasn't married. And almost because I am married, you can still get it. Yeah, she was giving him them eyes, all that body language. I said, see, this is why if y'all ever have trauma, read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. But um, I I was thinking the body don't lie. Mm -hmm. The the, the mouth can lie. Mm -hmm. The tone can lie. But the body, it's hard to hide that face. And it's hard to hide your body language. But see, that's why he kept coming around, too. So mm-hmm. although we feel like he was stalkerish and, you know, well, creepy, was. she gave him a reason to keep coming around. Because she didn't set them back. She sure didn't. Because I was wondering, he told her, you know, it's a wedding gift. But I was like, nah, what really is this gift? Right. Because you could have left it on the table mm-hmm. at the wedding. I feel like it was a wedding gift for him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's him. But I feel like it was another way for him to continue to kind of latch on. I think if other circumstances hadn't happened that we're going to talk about it later, I think eventually she would have ended up having an affair with this man because he was slowly Uh, grooming. Yep. Yep. You can trust me. You can do this. I got your bag. I got, I almost said something. (laughs) (laughs) Racial slur. If you don't get yourself on somewhere. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Brown person. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well he uh, he we can't even say he brown because the thing is <laughs> as the, i know as right charlemagne the god says khaki colored <laughs> beige, beige. <laughs> like, like like my friend that i got a crush on say christian keys <laughs> you do love him mm-hmm. i hope he listens one day beige don't age that's what they always here. say <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start using that uh-huh because boy Derek be getting on me well i mean i know you know black don't crack but like Beige yo, don't age. Yo, black <laughs> is gonna crack, and I'm like, ain't nope. that bottom it's up? It's not. It's like, not because you know? we beige. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that. Thank you, Christian. Keys. Uh, so, oh, the- but he, all, the other thing that I did not like about Bird in this scene is that she was allowing him to throw mad shade at her at Lim. Yes. Like, yeah. You, no. What? You don't know what my husband can afford, sir. But that also goes back to all that body language and how you know. Because you didn't have no problem standing up to your family. Right. But this man obviously has something that you have wanted at one point in time. And it couldn't have been too long ago because both of them was inappropriate with their exes. Right. Yeah. So was this like a shotgun wedding? Not because she was pregnant, but like they just, you know how some Quick. people get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They meet oh. and in three months or six months, they've already. It probably was. Cause they yeah. Because Liam threw that game on them. Liam yeah. threw that game on this that, 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 that bad thug boy. life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me find out. <laughs> okay. So did they go to Maxine's house? Um, and I was like, I love to see that them two oh, still got yes. that flame for each other after I, all that time. I was like, yes. that's what I want right there. I know they done had struggles, but I mean that energy where y'all are giving to each other and neither of you are ashamed Mm -hmm. to be open and be goofy and do random stupid stuff. That married time. I Mm. love that little married time. So you better not dance good. Okay. (laughs) And offbeat. Girl, I thought it was me. No. I was like, what is going on with my eyes? He was like, like no, Kenny was completely <laughs> off, me, off beat. I said, they must have been playing a different song in the movie because I don't know no. what. He really played the song that he played. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm about to eat all that up. <laughs> um, 
but I thought I was like, I love this. I love the energy that, you know, he's given her. Mm -hmm. I love the energy she's returning back to him. Mm -hmm. So I agree, you know, with what you said, Dr. Wall, a little bit earlier that, you know, they really were each other's person. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that this movie showed some of the stuff that is necessary for women after we give birth and we don't feel good. We don't, our body don't feel good. We don't feel good about ourselves. We're in that in between where you kind of buy yourself and you, you essentially are alone. Even though you know you got a support group, you feel alone when you transition, no matter how many babies is added on to it. Mm-hmm. And so I like that he was, you know, still making time to make her feel good. She received and attractive it and attractive. And also the fact that she was like, oh, my baby, like mm-hmm. <laughs> my big my baby. baby. Uh-huh. So I, I like that energy. I like to see them feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a really good scene. Black yeah. love. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's sexy black love right mm-hmm. there. I said, where is, where is my bow hat? <laughs> <laughs> so then. Here comes Liam interrupting the, you know, let's get it on. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, I understood why. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes to their house to tell Kenny that he has lost his job because he. I, I like that Kenny knew how to ask his wife to leave without asking her to leave. Like he, he whispered sweet nothings in her ear. Oh yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. That was cute because mm-hmm. she was standing there like waiting on it too. Like, mm-hmm. you gonna ask me to leave? Because mm-hmm. she was giving him this, <laughs> yeah, like the little smirk. Like, uh huh. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gonna know anyway because yeah. they got that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that. I thought that was cute too. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was like, "That's how we got this one right here." Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like she started letting you know. That's how I was like, he done said some sweet nothings because you done start giggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so then him, Kenny and Lim start talking and he tells Kenny that he's lost his job because he did not put that he had been convicted of a felony on his application. And uh, I'm assuming that when they did the background check, mm-hmm. they found that he had been, uh, to prison. Um, so I had a whole lot of thoughts about this scene. You know, there were several things that, you know, kind of hurt my heart about it. And then there were several things that I appreciated about it. And I was like, the thing that hurt my heart was this is the hard part for felons, Mm -hmm. you know, that we say, you know, you pay your debt to society and you can get out and, you know, if you do right, you will succeed. But people that have felonies often are not given opportunities to, you know, be able to reform themselves. You know, there are some people that are just destined to live a life of crime. That's just who they are. That's just the way they have decided to live their life. But there are some people that when they get out, they really Mm -hmm. want to do different. They want to do better. They do not want to return back to that lifestyle. But then the way our system is set up and what we have kind of created our society to believe about felons, they just don't have any real opportunities to make a yeah. decent living yeah. yeah i agree with that i think a lot of people look at felons as if they are uh sociopaths and psychopaths and i'm like you do realize there's not a lot of them in the world mm-hmm. right <laughs> and, and and the thing is like i think just because a person has been incarcerated it doesn't mean that they have no skills it doesn't mean that they don't want to like you were saying earlier dr mm-hmm. strickland it doesn't mean that they don't want to live a life of freedom 
Because <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of times, especially when it's uh, drug de- dealers who end up kind of doing that because that's just their circumstance at that moment, they don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you really in that lifestyle, it you don't you've run a can be sometimes a million dollar industry, mm-hmm. you know, but to do that, honestly, is very difficult. Yeah. You you have a lot more rules and let's just be honest. We we are not running a lot of stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to go and deal with gatekeepers that don't necessarily look like us and are not trying to allow us entry. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there are a lot of things that end up going on that people who are in these situations have to come back. And then sometimes they don't, they're like, I'm done. I'm just going to go back to what was easy. Mm-hmm. I can make two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in a couple of weeks and be done. But that's what, what I don't be mm-hmm. understanding is why people don't want to hire them anyway. If I, if they went to jail or prison for a drug charge, what they got to do with your business? That don't mean they get ready to steal nothing from you. Right. Now, if you work in pharmaceuticals, it's a little different. Right. Right. But he was trying to get a job in a printing company as a machinist. And he can't steal nothing out of there. Them machines are way too big. Yeah. They bolted down to the concrete. Like, (laughs) right. Like there's nothing in there that's going to make him like go back to jail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And this is what forces you know, some felons to lie, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. bit like it's Dr. Common. Wall was saying they you're either going to have to lie on your application because you're not going to get the opportunity because of what people believe about felons. You're either going to have to tell the truth and be, you know, always having to take a low paying job. So mm-hmm. then you're gonna have to work five, six jobs just to be able to make a, any sort of type of decent living. Or you're going to have to return back to what you were doing because that's going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, well, I don't want to say a lot. Well, maybe now a lot of them, um, they come out and they start their own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lawn company, paint something. But mm-hmm. luckily I will say that there are more companies and I mean, big name companies who do have a, um, program for people who have felonies and mm-hmm. then they are able to, you know, start at the bottom. Now I will say there are some individuals who don't want to start at the bottom. They feel like something is owed to them, but that's mm-hmm. not the majority right. at all. But luckily we do, we are starting to see more and more programs that can help. But back then in 1997, well, no programs. Yeah. Rehabilitation <laughs> programs are, are bigger now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did appreciate that Lim attempted to use his resources first. Yes. I loved that. I wrote that the in whole my notes. Time. Uh-huh. I, I thought it was courageous of him to go to another man mm-hmm. and express his concern and his problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We remember when we talked about boomerang and the three of them had that, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it was <laughs> <laughs> not good, not good. But for the most part, you know, they had emotional intelligence with each other. Now, may, they may not have had it outside of their circle, no, mm-hmm. but they had it. With but each they other. had it with each other, and I, I thought that that showed emotional intelligence on Lim and Kenny's part to, to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know, like you said, uh, Doctor Jones, you understood. There's a problem. Yep. Uh, I want to be able to solve this problem, and I need. I know I need help in solving this problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who can I trust? So, it, so, you know, the family, at least someone he felt like he could, you know, go to. 
Yeah. Yeah. It seems like both of them had pretty good emotional intel- intelligence throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, we got one of the men that did, did not have good emotional intelligence, but <laughs> I feel like Liam definitely did a great job of battling past demons as well as, you know, trying to, you know, just be the best man he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had some pride, but it wasn't like the overwhelming theme for him. Right. I think it, it I mean, I think it was a, because, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of men do have pride, especially when it comes to not being able to provide. Mm-hmm. And he got a bougie woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Walking around with Chanel sandals or whatever. I know. Said. I was like, who's out here I walking around no in Chanel? And you I, live with your mama. She, they do. And you borrow money from, from your sister, sister for this. Exactly. Now, well, gra- probably old dude, probably. That's what I was just, yeah. I was just getting ready <laughs> to say that. He probably bought them. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And then one thing I was thinking when they were describing, you know, like why Lim should not tell Bird that he lost his job. I was like, do black women really see men this way if they are not working? But if they're not working, but they are doing other things. So it's one thing if you're not working and you literally just at home, like doing nothing. But if you're not working and you are actually at home, you're cooking, you're like you're taking on husband, what traditional housewife duties would be considered. Would you do would black women see that man as lazy? I think it depends on her maturity. And, and see, I thought the same thing, but I thought do black women see men like that if they're act- actively looking? So mm-hmm. it's one thing to be laid off or fired and you're just sitting around the house just doing nothing. But if you're actively looking for a job and I know that you're actively looking, then would that response be or reaction be different? Mm-hmm. I think you got to know what you signed up for. You chose to mar- in this situation, you chose to marry someone who was a felon. And so it is going to be a harder life for him mm-hmm. you can't be stepping in doing stuff you ain't supposed to do mm-hmm. unless y'all have talked about it previously and you have to let him find his way yeah. you know maybe eventually it would have got to a place where he started his own situation now when well, he wasn't gonna start no machine machinist job because mm-hmm. that requires a lot more money that they would have had to get from terry uh-huh. right and i don't think she was giving no more money to that particular set of the family so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i just thought it was interesting you know, I, st- I thought it was cute kind of how they did it between yeah. mm-hmm. each other. So yeah. I did like that. But it really just kind of got me thinking like, man, do black women really see black men that way? Um, or do women just see men that way? Uh, I was yeah. going to say, I wonder if it's women. But obviously they had only had experiences, I'm assuming, with black women. Mm-hmm. So they can only speak on black women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the next scene is at Terry's house. And Ahmad is there. And they're having, nope. It's Ahmad and Miles, Terry's husband. Mm-hmm. He's finishing up cooking dinner. Terry gets home and they get ready to sit down and have dinner. And Ahmad asks her about Big Mama, if she's going to be okay. The thing that I appreciated in Terry is that she was honest with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said she didn't know. Versus yeah. what some people will do is they will make promises that they know there's no, there's literally no way for you to keep that promise. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for you to be able to certainly say, oh, she's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Don't brush him off like that. Yeah. So I, I appreciated they kind of treated him like a little adult in this movie. They did. Well, he the oldest, you know, 
back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I did like that she was honest with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the door rings and Terry and Miles end up having a little back and forth. And he wants to do music. Mm-hmm. Full time. Full time. Um, I had so I had mixed feelings about this this scene. I was upset. Uh, Because I I understand, like, I understood his desire to want to pursue music. But my thing was, like, that's a major decision for your household. Mm -hmm. And for you, you can't make a decision like that on your own because it affects your spouse. I don't think she gave him an opportunity to make it with her because she never participated in you mm-hmm. know his sets that he would have and she didn't support um, him at no, all and so didn't. i i kind of feel like even if he would have quit that day he had one hundred and forty two thousand dollars in the bank so he had a year's worth of salary for him mm-hmm. in the bank so they could have got a timeline together they could have done a lot of stuff but when you end up in those type of homes where y'all live in two separate lives mm-hmm. that are not uh mingled together correctly Y'all just going to start living completely apart. Married single people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh. But then my me. other issue with Miles was you didn't talk to your. Now, granted, maybe she didn't uh, allow the opportunity, but you didn't talk to your wife about the five thousand dollars. Either. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said I had so many mixed feelings about that because I was like, well, like he said, well, it's my money. Like I put that money in there. But I was like, I so I get that. But it's a line account. of thinking. And then it's in a joint account. And you're in a marriage. Yeah. And so you're married. If, so I, I'm assuming now, I don't know if this is how all marriages work, but I'm assuming if you're going to spend over a certain dollar amount, mm-hmm. that's a discussion. Yeah. Like, so I watched a show called Married at First Sight. And they, I did too. Yes. And so this past season, they were in New Orleans and they had two black couples and the black couple, Amani and Woodrow, um, they had a conversation cause he's the spender <laughs> of, of their unit. And she was like, okay, over this price, we got to talk. Yeah. Don't just be out here cause mm-hmm. we together now. Right. So I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you a unit, you got to do stuff a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. you got to know what the limits are. It's not that y'all got to control each other. So if y'all's weekly spending limit, say y'all balling out of control and y'all weekly spending limit is $10,000 or something, then, cool you ain't got to talk to nobody oh, right. 2001 babe y'all, y'all we gotta talked have a about conversation. this <laughs> right right there was ten thousand and one dollars missing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know and so i don't know that's why i said i have mixed feelings about this and then the other thing that kind of threw me off was was she knew exactly how much money in the account was his <laughs> yeah that control free mm-hmm. i know i was like was that serious is. i said that was controlling and insecure she needed mm-hmm. an enema well, well, <laughs> couldn't even say what I was getting ready to say because <laughs> she had a lot of in her. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I I think that a lot of that come that insecurity came from like she just kept having things taken from her. Mm. You know, like what what and didn't even address it. It didn't seem like you I, just kept I, it in. I agree with that, but at the same time, an I'm point. gonna be honest, like. 
she was projecting and blaming a lot of stuff that she was feeling in her other relationships. And her sister said this later in the movie, like you taking everything out on everybody else, but you're not dealing with the, the root cause and who the common denominator is and all these problems. Oh, I know. You but know? that's the thing. Like she's had darts. It may, she may be the culprit now, but she has darts that she didn't mm. deal. Didn't she didn't pull out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been hurt both ways, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think you make an interesting point with it. I hadn't thought of it uh, in that way. But I was like, dang, that's super controlling and insecure. Mm-hmm. And oh. you got to think, she probably won't the stereotypical alpha male. Mm-hmm. But just sh- like the boomerang situation. Man, you walked right in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you don't give no leeway for no alpha man to exist. You beat him down. You break mm-hmm. his spirit. Mm-hmm. And in reality, Terry is an alpha female so she really probably need a beta or a mm-hmm. gamma probably, probably. Mm-hmm. yeah she need so we'll talk about that if that's something y'all want us to talk about different types of males because typically only body the only thing everybody talks about is alpha, alpha. and mm-hmm. there's multiple types of males mm-hmm. um but communication is key Yes. Her, yes. Met- her method is not working, but uh, no. communication is key. Showing because it keeps husband number two. Yeah. And it, and it seemed like whatever was going on in their marriage, that's consistently a wedge right there. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, so Faith arrives and, you know, they end that scene. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how Faith end up with Terry anyway. Because everybody else said she ain't staying at my house. And probably Big Mama probably had already said something to her. Because you got to think, all that stuff, Big Mama was sitting at the table. So they probably had some type of conversation. And I know Maxine did say, well, you know she ain't, she can't stay with me, Kenny, and the kids. Mm-hmm. So she going to have to come to your house. And it wouldn't have been no way anyway with the new baby and all that right. other kind of stuff. They why, But why she just didn't stay with Big, at Big Mama house? Well, that's what I'm saying. They probably said something. Big Mama probably said something. And Faith probably wasn't going to take care of, uh, of Uncle. And I also think because she has done so much to Big Mama that they didn't want her to have access to her. And the newlyweds are there. The newlyweds are there too. And because later on she was like, so you going, you know, get a car in her name or you going to make, go to jail and make up with the house. So Mm -hmm. they may have also Mm -hmm. been trying to protect Big Mama from her. Mm. That's no Potentially. I understand it. Okay. So um, here comes a surgery scene for Big Mama. um, And she is laying on the gurney and of course everybody's saying their you know good lucks and i love you's before she is wheeled off um for her amputation and she asks for ahmad to come over to her and basically you know throws the strong black trope onto him you know like i need you to be the glue for the family kind of hold everybody down and hold them together mm. which is a lot of pressure for us I don't know, maybe 12 year old. I don't know how Probably old he is 12. in this moment. Cause movie. he was intelligent. So mm-hmm. we don't say 12. Yeah. He definitely did not look like a teenager. Yeah. Um, but he didn't look little either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a fear that's kind of hovering over that scene. You know, there's an unknown factor that comes along with surgery mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you go under and, you might not you don't up. know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you would literally not know that you had passed away, you know. Yeah. You would just literally pass away. Um so there there's an impact also of potentially losing a matriarch. Mm-hmm. You know, that changes the dynamics of families heavily. 
you know, or patriarch, you know, whoever the head of the the family is, you know, there's a huge impact that's felt when those individuals um, are gone, especially if the bonds that were forged before their passing weren't tight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it was falling apart and she was just in a coma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was the glue. Yeah. And she passed that toxic stuff on to uh, Lil Lamont. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I said, oh, that pressure on that little boy. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer. All torches don't need to be passed. Some of that stuff is curses. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was almost while he wasn't parentified in the traditional sense, it was like a parentification for him. You know, that he was being requested to take care of the emotional baggage of adults. And he did. Yes. Oh, my God. He did. He didn't necessarily get into everybody's business or anything like that. He just did the kind of normal sneaking around, getting information. Mm -hmm. But at the end, he took care of everybody's emotional stuff. And Mm -hmm. he let, we'll we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Big Mama has her surgery. Um, She ends up um, going into a coma. uh, And then next, weirdly, the next scene is limb looking for a job well the one part that i did like about um maxine and kenny and ahmad is that when ahmad because ahmad didn't go into the uh recovery room Mm -hmm. with everybody he ended up coming later Mm -hmm. and when he went in there i liked the fact that he was able to emote and i liked that maxine and his father came to yeah Mm -hmm. to comfort him yeah. That was good to see. Mm-hmm. They had such a good dynamic. They like did. It be a good something. With the exception of parentifying the boy, uh, everything else about their little family is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the scene with Lim, this just, again, was more evidence on how difficult it is for a f- uh, someone with a felony to become successful back in society even though society says we will welcome you back with open arms because you have paid your debt to us mom <laughs> which is a big old fat lie clearly uh, they don't welcome veterans back so they ain't gonna welcome a okay felon. okay oh god that is so unfortunate it is so then they go to the hospital and they are in the recovery room and this is the scene that you're talking about where Ahmad comes in a little bit later. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Terry and Maxine again are going at it <laughs> because about money mm-hmm. <laughs> as usual. And I was thinking this was when I had first had the thought that Terry was jealous of Maxine. This scene, rem- <laughs> this scene reminded me of a different world when uh jasmine guy whitley was i'm big sister beautiful i'm six big sister beautiful she Got kept you. saying it <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um because she was just kind of looking at her and i was like this is where she can see that her sister has less than her but she is genuinely happy with her life mm-hmm. you know and that money you know it can there's a certain level of money that can bring happiness, but after a certain point, it doesn't, it doesn't do what it's, you know, people think it's going to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, I, in this scene, I was like, te- whenever Terry talked to them or talked Ooh. at them, it was like, she always had to bring up the fact that she had a degree. She went to school and she had money. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was mm-hmm. her introduction to herself. Yeah, like that was all you brought to the table. I don't think she realized that probably the reason why she was able to do that is because other people made sacrifices for her. Well, she was talking about how um, Big Mama and their dad pushed her. They pushed her to be in the books. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, well, why didn't they push the other two? Like what was so different about her? That they pushed Probably her the to be in the She books. was the firstborn. Because you know the firstborn. Well you were firstborn. I ain't got. Yeah. Y'all. The parents seem to be more. Um, tight. And structured. Mm-hmm. And on top of you. Because one. You're the firstborn. So mm-hmm. you've been there for a while by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I get the other two. Alright y'all go to school. Yeah. yeah. But I also think there's some importance of. You know Maxine stayed behind. Yes, some of that was because um, she got pregnant, got married, all that good stuff. But she also stayed behind and helped take care of the family. Mm. And people who, you know, think career and think um, degrees are everything fail to realize the importance of uh, caregivers and homemakers and things of that nature. Like they the backbone still of the family. You know, mm. everybody ain't got to go to college. No. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I definitely agree. If with that. I could have not went. I wouldn't have, but that's not the point. Because these student loans, the way they set up. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I almost had a rant there. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they start arguing about money. um, And then this is where Ahmad comes in and, Mm -hmm. you know, he opens the door and it kind of shocks everybody. Yeah. Because her leg is showing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then... They talk about setting up family, the Sunday dinner and uh, at this, Ooh. in this scene too. And Terry does not want to do it. My mom ain't even dead and you taking over. Mm-hmm. You don't calm down. <laughs> I know. Like, when- you the controlling one. Right. I'm like, this is what we've done our entire lives. You don't want us to continue it in her memories or like, I'm confused. So they don't have, so they attempt to have the Sunday dinner. Poor bird. <laughs> Well, who can't cook. But hold on. <laughs> when she started naming all that food and she said egg pie, I said, what is an egg pie? That sounds disgusting. Uh, I don't know what, what that, egg pie is, though. So. I think it's just uh like a custard pie mm. kind of thing. Because like I was thinking kind of like buttermilk pie. Like that, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, that sounds like that's nasty. Well, to <laughs> your weird and non-trying things taste buds, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't eat it because I don't like the texture. Mm. I've never had egg pie. I've had buttermilk pie. It's um, similar. It's uh, an acquired taste. I will say that. Mm-mm. See, it's that's... it's sweet. It's basically like sweet milk pie. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a pie. That don't sound appetizing. It's, it's kind of like the the texture of like um, key lime pie key or lime pecan pie. The See, bottom I don't like a uh, key lime pie either. Gotcha. It's kind of like that same kind of texture consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, poor bird though she tried but that she stuff did. was burnt up she burnt the corn she burnt everything yeah i don't know what they ate but lim was very appreciative of her and i appreciate <laughs> that and he was gonna eat that that cake, and the reverend that blackened creepy. well he he looked at it like it was weird nah, I ain't seen i'm that glad part. that's not my struggle yeah <laughs> i mean i can cook decent i can cook better than that you can cook I yeah, can, you I can, can cook. I can. <laughs> but boy, oof, that was that was rough. When everything on your table is black and brown. 
<laughs> it's like, why do the food match the table? There's a problem here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they ate it. Uh, so then uh, Terry. So then the next scene is Terry and Miles. They are at home and he's trying to, you know, do a little dance with her. And she's like, no, I don't want to leave me alone. But See, the I- juxtaposition between them and Kenny and Maxine yes. exact same situation and she was like I don't want to dance I don't want to do that I was like you don't want no husband right mm-hmm. I'm like you couldn't even have your little married moment with your husband like what what is wrong he trying mm-hmm. to cheer you up I and know. he's doing it in a way that probably does actually meet your needs because it's giving you the attention you probably need and mm-hmm. love but in a way that is matches him because he's musical yeah mm-hmm yeah, he's so. Uh, then you made him change his demeanor to now start talking about. Well, I'm I quit my job, or I don't know if he said it right then, but he said something about his music. Oh, he said then he she's thinking about quitting his job because mm-hmm. then she said, "Oh, I can't come and see you play because she had too much work to do." Like, I was just like, not "You couldn't all. take an hour and then go back." Yeah, like okay, well I'll see the first set, and then you know, I because I have a lot of work to do, I'll come see the first set, and then I'll leave. Because I'm sure nobody is requiring the things that you are pushing onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you're trying to make partner and everything, but my goodness. Mm-hmm. You're going to be partnered by yourself, unpartnered. Because <laughs> uh, this was a moment where I was like, well, he was attempting to try to talk to her. Like, I want to pursue my music seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about leaving the firm. You know, mm-hmm. whereas before he was like, look, I took five. You know, right. Well, right. He didn't tell her he took five thousand dollars. She was like, there was five thousand dollars missing. Um, but at least this time he was like, look, I'm thinking about leaving the firm and, you know, I want to pursue music um, as Full a career. Mm-hmm. And she kind of basically called him a scrub. It was like, you know, why would you want to do that? And you're a higher, you know, he must be a great attorney. Is he an attorney or was he? I couldn't remember yeah, he was if he attorney. was like an architect. I forgot. No, he was, they were both attorneys. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was talking about he worked at like one of the most pre- prestigious firms, you know, in wherever they lived. Um, Chicago. Oh, was it Chicago? I couldn't mm-hmm. tell where, where it was. They moved from like Mississippi or Alabama to mm-hmm. Chicago. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so he worked at one of the most prestigious firms there. You know, he apparently was high up in the firm. I don't think he was partner, but you know, she was possibly getting ready to become partner. And he was Mm -hmm. like, well, isn't this what you've been wanting? Mm -hmm. Like he seemed like he wants to be happy for her, but her reaction doesn't suggest like, okay, so maybe this is not a moment I should be happy for you. Is this the part where he said, Hey, what's what happened to us? We used to have fun. No, this is that's later. Later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when they're at the table at the end. Got you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go play my set. Somehow faith is at the club. Hold on. Oh, why faith bouncing around the house? Like a kid with too much energy. History on it. Cause all that bouncing with the swinging of the hair and stuff, I'm like, girl, sit down. Histrionic or a little cluster B borderline. Yeah, she definitely got them cluster B, them cluster B traits coming through. So interns, here's just like one on one lesson for today. Mm-hmm. Um, histrionic 
this is yo this is somebody that's going to be super wild and crazy very sexualized you know they love attention you know they just kind of ooze sex sexuality Mm -hmm. you know they lead with their body they lead with sex you know it's just everything's going to kind of tie back to the attention being Mm -hmm. on them excessive attention seeking yeah Mm -hmm. they are super big personalities over the top like everything's going to be dramatic they don't do anything subtle Mm -hmm. uh which would explain partially why faith is like bouncing around and everything she does is so super fluid and you know very love child and the way she talks is so sensual like you know it's not like hey hey you know cousin how you doing how was work today it's yeah hey cousin and y'all we not coming down on her because dr jones and myself are former dancers Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this ain't got nothing to do with her being no 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 (laughs) it it has nothing to do with that so anybody that's trying to come for us later because they feel like we were too harsh on cousin faith in this moment Mm -hmm. stop it yeah yeah (laughs) but she definitely got some cluster b i mean she has a substance abuse history she has a criminal past so you know there's and she was a stripper and she was a stripper um so you know she's swindled money out of big mama so there's some justification for some of the things that we're saying here as well yeah Mm -hmm. um so she's got some cluster b stuff going on so she's at the club listening to milestone was that the name of the group probably uh, yes because it was it had to do with his name oh yeah because she said it, the group is called milestone not them <laughs> <laughs> so she was in there listening to milestone and she was giving him the bedroom eyes the whole time the, the attention whole... that he wanted yep and i said "Ooh, what i wrote in my notes is uh affairs don't start with sex mm, they start they with up. a conversation yep Yep. And in that moment he was hooked. Yep. And you know, I had to say this because I've dated many a musician and he was a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a good musician because what you tend to see in musicians is that playboy, that very out there sleeping with a whole bunch of people, um especially cuz he was the composer and like doing everything. Like he could have pretty much had any woman he wanted to have. Mhm. So I mean, he was on paper, your quintessential man. He was an attorney. He made good money. He's not a bad looking dude. Um, you know, he got he his stuff giving. together. He's, you know, talented musically. I mean, seemed to want to be emotionally intelligent with his wife. Yeah. And wanted to be committed. Right. Like he wants a relationship. So mm-hmm. like on paper, it's almost like you couldn't get no better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many years they had been married before. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we come into their situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i said man this is none but foreshadowing mm-hmm. i was like y'all smiling too hard at each other oh mm-hmm. god <laughs> you, that like you could like i was like yeah them claws, i remember them starting right there them claws was out mm-hmm. so then um you know that's when he got connected and she was giving him what he was not receiving from terry the support for his music. Oh, that was one of the things that I wrote in my notes. When somebody is need starved, the second they get even a droplet mm-hmm. amount of attention, they mm-hmm. are going to they are going to drown in that pool mm-hmm. of attention. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And that's what he was. He was need starved. He needed that, you know, reciprocal kind of affection from Terry and he wasn't getting it. And Faith, even though she wasn't showing him affection, she was showing him attention. Yeah. Quality. She saw him. Mm hmm. You can tell that that was one of his um, love languages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quality time. Yep. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, So then the next scene is bird and limb. Um, And I thought that this was a pretty, this is when she's downstairs, right? With the trying to get him that burnt food. uh, Right. (laughs) I thought these friends were hilarious. Yes. (laughs) He was like, uh, uh -uh." Miss Thang can't cook. That's why they didn't eat that food. (laughs) I said, this man is hilarious. Because this is when they beat him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They and that towel dropped. A burglar. I said, uh-uh. and he was like, "Stop staring at me." Oh, girl, mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm, "You signed a paper." Yep. Okay. I get to look at whatever I so want to look at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they go into the bathroom, and she like, "What are you doing home in the middle of the day?" And then he has to tell her like, "I lost my job," and she's yeah. like, "Why you ain't tell me?" So then, of course, they had that conversation about uh, what we've been talking about already that, you know, he's not going to get a chance because, you know, people are going to hold him back. He has a felony. Yeah. And then I, I didn't appreciate that she tried to use it like, you know, you can't use that white man, you know, going to hold you down kind of thing. And she belittled like mm-hmm. his circumstance. Like, I get that there are some people who who go down that road we're not gonna talk about them right now but um that was not what he was doing he was genuinely and he said this i've applied to six jobs you know back then that's a lot this is not like 211 where you you know you got to do 510 applications every day <laughs> no this is like you really like busting your butt you trying to follow up some leads and like, like you it was a lot go more, to places yeah it's not like the internet was just booming back then because you would have just got the green screen you know mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all don't Remember, know about that for if we have any younger interns in 97 like dial up there was no such thing as broadband like that didn't wi-fi didn't there was none of those things. You had a phone line, a hard line in your house. And the only way you could get on the internet was if nobody was on the phone. Yeah. Yep. And back to when Kenny brought the, the, the computer in, like how excited they was. Like mm-hmm. if that came into a house now that, you know, it was affordable, people just be like, oh, okay, it's a computer. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the email. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's guy with email, everything. CD-ROM. People don't even know what CD-ROM is no more. Right. I was like, oh man, and it's the big, it's the Big Mac too. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The big old tube in the back. I remember they had those at school. The color ones. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we over here aging ourselves. We are (laughs) hard. Um, but I, I still appreciated his ability, even though Mm -hmm. they were kind of arguing, like to articulate his point. Yes. That's why I said Lynn was he was on top of it mm-hmm. and the one thing this movie. that i paid attention to was that he said he didn't she said there are people they there's people coming through the shop all the time i'll see if um anyone needs some help he said i don't need your help mm-hmm. i got this mm-hmm. set, a boundary. For, mm-hmm. set a boundary there you go and that's some, uh, a little a nugget for later and it was early. Mm-hmm. You can tell that, you know, not too much time had gone by since he had lost the job. It wasn't like it had been months mm-hmm. and months because mm-hmm. Big Mama's still in a coma. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did like, even though, you know, he said eventually said, I don't want your help, that I did 
I like that after they calmed down, they tried to engage in partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, she at least offered like, well, I can try to help you out. And, you know, after they kind of calmed the situation down. <laughs> um, and then she was like, well, I can just pay the bills and, you know, I'll take care of everything. And then I was like, man, there goes that strong black woman trope again. But like, then I but saw I his understand face. why she had to. Yeah, I saw, I heard that and saw that. But then I saw his face like, like prideful, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm going to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, look okay, at babe. That. Young love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the next scene is Miles is driving on the street and somehow in this giant city, he just happens to be on the same street as Faith. And she outside arguing with somebody, I guess for studio, he was supposed to play for her mm-hmm. uh, on her audition. And I said, well, mm-hmm, what are the odds of that? Well, I mean, that could make sense because typically your dance studio, like, rental spaces are probably going to be in the same area as a big time firm mm. because of the the space gotcha mm. uh so then he ends up she of course begs him and somehow he's not busy with his high-powered job mm. uh so she asks him to come play for him to do her audition so that she can uh dance he goes up there and uh they kill it I remember, I remember seeing this routine for the first time. I was I stole the whole thing. I hated it. I and see, absolutely. My, oh, it's so funny it. y'all say it. In my notes I have, I wonder what the ladies think about her audition. <laughs> I hated it. I now loved she had it. good That's form. So I'm not saying she didn't have good form in some parts, but I hated it because it was faith. <laughs> Oh, oh, gotcha. You know what I'm no, saying? Mm-hmm. Like because of that and then yeah. I didn't like this song afterwards either. Like I don't like mm. I, it just tear my nerves up. I can't enjoy I it. I loved it. But it was I, this it, part. Girl, I loved it. Because I, I, when I say I learned this entire routine, I learned the entire routine. And I sectioned it off and put it in other routines that I created. Oh, wow. I learned this whole routine. And I rem- girl, and when, when I saw it this time and I saw her doing it, I remembered the whole team. Now, my kicks don't look the same. But <laughs> I was like, you better get that leg up in that air. That's so funny. I loved it. I liked the... Uh, the only part I like is when she did the tourist attack. That's it. That's now my leap, yeah, my yeah, my leaps ain't doing nothing no more. I wish well, I would not right be, now. I wish I would no come knee, off the ground. I'd be a paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I can't now. Hmm. Uh so then here comes another angering part of the film. And oh yeah, Bird did not do what she said she was gonna do. What her husband. And she asks mm-hmm. Samuel to come in, and here she go with the body language again. It's so inappropriate. Let me take your briefcase, baby. Baby, this baby. Mm-hmm. She sexed it all the way up. I ain't um, even gonna lie. It was highly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She used. See, this is what people talk about: women using mm-hmm. sex to get what they want, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Now she didn't promise him. So sex. she say. So she says she did not promise him any kind of sexual activity. Um, but you definitely used that to your advantage. She gave some the prospect she didn't of that. Have permission to give away. Mm-hmm. When you got to put that level of um, energy into somebody else, and y'all not in an open relationship, or that's not an agreement that y'all have in y'all's relationship, you have overstepped. Mm-hmm. The intention was good, but the road to hell was paved with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> what is 
wrong with you today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, you look. Intent versus impact. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then, of course, Lim gets the job. He is super excited and over <sighs> the moon, and it just hurt my little heart knowing yes. exactly how he got I this know, job. That hurt my. I was. I was. And like, this heifer sitting up at Big Mama's table with roses and lingerie on. Like you, you know, ain't you just did wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was her. I'm gonna say I'm sorry in my own way. That but you don't know that I'm saying I'm sorry That's for it. Probably when wow. she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think See, about that. See, I was that. wondering if it was the the bathroom scene. It but, might have been that bathroom but scene. But that makes sense too, though. The mm-hmm. angle. Oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I held it. Ooh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I held it. Uh, okay, so then, um, so Lim is working. Mm-hmm. doing good. The boss is like, man, like you out here killing the game. He I am proud of so himself. You impressed know. with your skills mm-hmm. can you work this m9000 machine over here got a yes. little mini promotion he okay. did and he had only been there what a couple of weeks yeah if that I, yeah so here comes Samuel while Lim just trying to be a worker eating his little eat dry his lunch. sandwiches I uh, know he, he mind his own business and here he come doing the most and they like closing up on his lips the whole time. I mean, Mel Jackson do got beautiful lips though. He, he they do. were. I mean, they, <laughs> they was real nice. moisturized. They like LLs, but lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get it together once, once I get my life. <laughs> he got a flaunt, you know, that he make eighty thousand dollars, and oh, proceeds to tell Lim. You know, I know Bird real well. Uh-uh. No, cola. First he, he said Bird first, and oh, then he, he said okay. Cola. Okay. And then, you know, he said, I'm yeah. a hook, you know, I know real well, and, you know, from back in the day, Cola. And he like, who is Cola? Bird. That's what I call her, because she's shaped like a Coca-Cola bottle. Or she, he might have said Pepsi-Cola, I can't remember. I think he said Coca-Cola. I said, oh, okay. You know, and he okay. promised and then, to... He couldn't hear nothing else because you just you just done said something about my wife's body. No, nah, he was good. He was still holding. He was, it. he was holding it in, but he Until couldn't hear. Until he said that statement about that, the, you make got she the can job. make you scream. No, 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 the job part. That's when his brain said. He said, "Cause I'm a." He said, "I'm I helped her." No, he said something to the effect like how I helped you. Uh huh. Yeah, said, but that's how, how he went me? into the. Um, she make a brother scream and that's when he got up and hit it in the face. <laughs> he stomped him. Yeah. He did. He hit him in the face with that tray. He stomped him Girl, like he, he had couldn't even fall. He was- <laughs> <laughs> I say you you met the right one today. Yeah, he you met the right one today because he couldn't even fall out of the chair. He was yeah. Jesus. And then here come that scene. Boy, this scene told me up. This was a good when scene. When he came in and slammed that door and, and that glass shattered. Am I the only one that thought he was sexy when he first came in? <laughs> I used to really think Makai Pfeiffer was sexy. I, I did, did too. I, I did still for, do. I, do that too. One, yeah. I, I think the older one is cute, yeah. but he not sexy. But when yeah. he came in and said, come here, let me talk to you. I was like, he is sexy. Racial slur. 
<laughs> I almost said the racial slur because I was like, what? Boy, don't you come at me like that because you might not argue with me right now. <laughs> you Ma'am, we, we, no. we run a clean you don't, show. You don't need to be handled. You need to handle yourself. Yes. Don't yeah, do that. But that was in this situation beautiful. anyway. And it was just that part. Just then, that part. Yeah. I mean, it do got a little that like, mm. Mm-hmm. But that uh, she knew she had done. She yeah. knew what. Had, oh Lord! Yeah, because baby, I was like, ooh, I wonder if that meant to happen for real when he closed that door. I if know he, if if that scene was meaning to happen that way, or he literally did like was overacting and like slammed, slammed it, that joint. and it really because everybody was in it like, oh, shoot. I know like, they jumped yeah. like for real. Yeah, he might have did it, you know, because I can't see them continuously putting up a new. Mm-hmm. glass every time they had mm-hmm. hopefully they didn't have to shoot that same more than once but but baby he yanked her up and he was like we now you coming to talk to me back here slam the other door and mm-hmm. i can i can i felt a couple of ways mm-hmm. I, I appreciated the fact that he was still able to, able to articulate what was wrong with him mm-hmm. i mean now granted i don't i didn't necessarily like the shove but I, I understood the shove because he was trying his best to hold hold it in and hold himself keep himself together. He mm-hmm. outlined her face like Kevin Hart said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or was that uh the other one with the pressed hair? Oh, oh um, Cat Williams. Cat yeah. Williams. One of them short men. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He he held that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember uh, seeing that scene. I was like, oh, did he hit her this time? But, mm-hmm. I, you know, because I hadn't seen it in so long. Mm-hmm. I was glad he didn't hit her, but I, I understood, like, the intense anger that he had because, one, his pride. Like, yes. you, I told you I could do this myself. And then with your – I think it would have been different had it just been a family friend. Yeah. But you also – you mess with our marriage in this situation. You know what I mean? Because that's like, what he said. Did you sleep with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is your ex. Yeah. That's when he saw that bracelet. Where you get this from? It don't mean nothing. Evidently, it does. Because you wearing it like your husband done gave it to you. Because that thing would have been in the box. The open. Mm-hmm. You out in the And open. everybody know. Yep. You, that he came you, up here. You work in the most gossiping industry ever. You are a beautician. Yes, ma'am. And you brought that man to your shop. And you didn't go have demos. a se- you didn't go have a separate conversation with him somewhere else. You didn't meet him at his place. You brought him to your place of business for everybody to be in your business to make this go down. Yep. And on a side note, do she got her barber license? I just I'm <laughs> because you can't them not to the same licenses. You just gonna edge him up, but you ain't got come on now. I thought about that. Clippers too. is not the same as scissors. True. I had thought about that when she said, <laughs> "Let me just head clean you up," and I was like, "Wait." She a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I was like, but maybe I'm, it's not my industry, so maybe I don't know. No, mm-hmm. you was right. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chicago different, but as far as Texas is, you got to have both licenses if you're gonna be doing that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then this just played up that whole thing of what Big Mama said when you know their daddy was gambling and how she used to, she took on all these different jobs to try to you know make them you know be okay and keep mm-hmm. them afloat. You know, Bird did the same thing. You know, she, even though she went against her husband's wishes, but the idea of what she was doing was very similar to Big Mama's. Mm. Uh, that was a good scene. He he acted his butt off. He did. He really did. Uh, Shout well, out I to just you, Makai. I know. 
Miss Pfeiffer, Mister Pfeiffer. Yeah, <laughs> and Nia Long, cause the, y'all y'all's energy was good in that scene. It was. Yeah, because I I just don't understand how she thought that was how she thought that would play out. She didn't think it through. She was just like, I need to help yeah. my husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all help ain't good help. Right. True. <laughs> and I think she thought like a young woman. Mm-hmm. You know, had she point. been big mama's age she probably would not have done mm-hmm. she would have done something on her end like mm-hmm. big mama did like work another job do another this take on some this i think she would have done something herself to make them you know kind of be afloat but i think for where they were in life she thought like a young wife i think even if she would have been maxine she would have done something no, different yeah mm-hmm. she would have mm-hmm. she was not she was not in a seasoned relationship mm-hmm. you I know they were with yeah. a baby Yes, which she also no makes me think they're very new in relationship. Like they're not, yes. they haven't been together for years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been together for a short time. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, cousin Terry, what hunt? Getting involved in other people's business and making assumptions mm-hmm. and jumping to conclusions gets their cousin Blim. Mm-hmm to go beat up Lem. Attempt. Boy, Let's say attempt. But attempt. I tell you, when I say that, Makai Piper gave it to him. He did. Boy, I tell you, y'all got the wrong one. You talking about a real thug right here. He stomped <laughs> him too. And uh, Cousin Lem had, had some weight on him. But he, he got stomped and the guns was pulled out. He, yeah. And, but I I do realize, did y'all hear when a cousin said, I should have bought my gun or whatever yeah, but she told him literally on the no phone guns. no guns yeah. or whatever which was good because then we would have had people dead right mm-hmm. essentially but you know it just you can't fix other people's problems right like, you have to stay in your place and of course terry don't know where her place is and but you know the thing is i understand why terry called the cousin because that's typically what you do Especially if you think your somebody husband has or boyfriend whatever has attacked them physically. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it looks like she hadn't even talked to uh, Bird yet because Bird was it, throwing up in the toilet, and that's the issue. You know what I'm she should have waited and talked to Bird first. Mm-hmm. Like, before. tell me what, like, what's going on? Like, exactly. what happened? Yeah, I understand being protected. Like, we all talked about that in the siblings uh, episode. How yeah. we are very protective over our uh, brothers, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm not gonna just jump immediately. Now I'll, yeah. I'll whoop a somebody's butt right mm-hmm. and my brothers know that because i got nicknames for all they other people's past significant others that didn't make the cut mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know she went too far she did so then because of this fight Lim gets arrested um and one of the things that i so terry still hadn't talked to bird no because she said what happened mm-hmm. no she didn't know she literally was uh being driven home i think by kenny or mm. somebody i can't remember it was kenny, kenny. Mm-hmm. it was kenny save the day um being taken home by kenny and she sees the lights flashing at from at the bar and her husband being uh taken into custody mm-hmm. so i'm like girl how you gonna control everything and then not tell nothing right <sighs> then here comes the infamous scene girl set of scenes just come on set of scenes (laughs) um so this is where um miles and faith are 
at Terry's house, Terry and Miles's house. Mm-hmm. And they are just kind of talking and he's working on, no, he he's, had, he he's had not, good news. He had good news. He was saying that he had quit his job and that he was going to pursue his music career you know, permanently or on a full-time basis at that point. Mm-hmm. So she's congratulating him. Let's, and let's celebrate. Mm-hmm. Well, she, he also asked her about her audition and mm-hmm. she did good. And, and it, yeah. And she said she got it. And one of the things that I noticed right there, like you got it. When did you find out? Cause you didn't tell nobody in your family. Like you well, couldn't she even ain't close. Now. I understand, but you there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have told nobody either. I'm just being honest. Like if I'm always, met with that energy i shut down and she seems like the end and they said this runs you know so yeah i know she run but the thing is she told terry she changed so no she didn't i I know we (laughs) clearly she hadn't she probably a little better but not no whole bunch Mm -mm. not emotionally Mm -mm. no so they sitting there drinking their little liquor with her little booty cheeks hanging out in that little bitty skirt mm-hmm. mm. and you know alcohol and sexual tension don't go well together mm. or maybe they do but just not in this setting <laughs> so you know he's like i'm gonna go upstairs and work on my music and but before this he read her Mm. he did yes he, he, he yes. made a small attempt to get away he, he did. did but he basically was like look stop you... pretending like you don't need nobody mm-hmm. and then she had to lay there and think about it and in her histrionic way she was like you know what <laughs> that's what i that was my opening spot right there uh so she goes upstairs and you had plenty go ahead let me let you finish Mm-mm, go ahead no because she was getting ready to set it up i'm gonna say what i got to say after so then she waltzes up there literally um and opens the door and kind of shante you know or chasse or however y'all say chasse chasse (laughs) thank you um her way down the little steps and they already knew what was getting ready to happen the way that girl it was on walked site. up on his legs, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, this this a whole dirty dancing moment." When they was in the cabin, mm-hmm. And see, my thing is, you made the con- don't look shame after. I don't want to see that. I couldn't tell what it was. I wasn't was, sure if it was regret, shame, or shock. Shame. I That's feel it like it was shame, yeah, because it wasn't no shock. She knew what was going on. No, not in, but like, oh, we really did that. I feel like it was. Shame. I feel like it was shame. It could have been. I, it could have been all three. three. Yes. Yeah. But my thing is because, and the reason why I say that is because you made a, he got away from you. Mm-hmm. You made a conscious decision to walk up to the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Open the door, all the way, and seduce this. Well seduce seduce this man because you straddled him yeah you had all that time because you had to walk upstairs to the roof you had all that time to talk yourself out of it mm-hmm. but you talked yourself in so i don't want to see no shine see that's see see mm-mm, mm-mm. nope that's what how you get beat that's i said boy how ter- you- terry showed immense restraint it was only because Ahmad was there and that's, yes, what, I that's, said. that's what I said too I said that saved both of them in that moment because she had 
she has so much strength right there to me. That shock and enema. Because, I mean, you just don't expect. you. Who expects that? Right. Unless you, you know, you swingers and you live an open lifestyle. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. But you don't expect that I'm going to walk up and I'm going to see this. Because there was no reason for Faith to have ever been in that space because that was only his, um, his space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying that all of this is on faith because miles mm-hmm. he chose to yeah if you got to run run because you did me, it the first time you yes. ran away from when you went to your studio exactly mm-hmm. it remind me of is that joseph in the bible somebody in the bible where they ran from the queen i can't remember but the point is run that's the point <laughs> chemo brain is not letting me be great today but you run mm-hmm. you know you talking about when elijah ran from jezebel no, okay. I'm talking about, I think it's Joseph because he had the Technicolor coat. Oh, yes, yes. He ran from the queen because the, yes. the king. Yes. yes. So, you know where I'm yes, at. Yes, I know, I know what you're talking about now. Okay, <laughs> You okay. know, she was she was a cougar trying to get him and she he was like, no. And yes. he left his coat behind. That's how he went to jail, but that's not the point. Here, <laughs> <laughs> the point is when you know temptation is staring you in your face and you trying to do something that is the honorable thing, especially in a situation like this, you got to run. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like wh- girls, but that but the thing is, the sexual tension had already started I building. Know. see from the it, club, and this is because I know me, my Scorpio self is nasty, so I know myself. I'd have saw because I'm, you know, I'd have saw that six foot four man come up them stairs. I just made this up, y'all, mm. and I would have <laughs> been like, oh, bye. <laughs> I would have ran over there to the door and locked it. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't come up in here. <laughs> don't some tempt me because I know my limitations, and they. Ain't that far? <laughs> they hang them on by three. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, apologize to the aunties out there, uh, <laughs> the auntie interns. I love this sex scene, though. No, no, it was a good. It sex was a good scene. sex scene. It just yeah. like you. This is it was rare. very sensual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that it, breathing each other's air, yeah. that sharing of each other's. I, I just like, wish it was. The thing, Terry, (laughs) right? If I wish it was Terry, I do wish it was Terry. But what I was like, that is passion. Yeah, that slow burn. Yes, and they didn't have none of that weird music playing in the background. (laughs) Like it was literally like you, you heard every the breathing, Mm -hmm. all of it. Let me come back. Let me come back, Jesus. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to keep a PG up in here because this is not a this broad episode. But (laughs) if I had to rank, this would be one of my top five in a movie. I'll just say that hmm. and I'll leave it at that because I would was, have to say love Jones was my, and that maybe because I'm partial, but those are similar. That same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be along in both of them. That is true. <laughs> That's so yep. true. That is true. <laughs> uh, but I was like, you know, it just really kind of showed like, that's what he needed. He needed mm-hmm. passion. He needed connection. Yeah. And it was just for a brief moment, mm-hmm. but remember dr- what i was saying a little bit earlier about drowning in that pool mm-hmm. yeah this was a great um visual of feminine and masculine energy and how they both had it mm-hmm. because faith came up there with masculine energy hmm. she dominated and as soon as he turned on it was like this switch it switch and then yeah. the feminine and masculine yes it yeah. was it was i i do agree with you mm-hmm. it was a good scene just wrong partners yeah wrong partner <laughs> But if you take her 
as who she is out of it mm-hmm. and watching and looking at just two individuals. Yeah. I was like, man, they did that scene. And you know, he ain't played no good role since then. He gets on my last nerve <laughs> in most of the roles he plays now. I was cool with this one. And then he, it just kind of went downhill. Mm. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of another movie. Yeah, he bald like, I, now. He's what? Bald. He is bald. Oh, he so he'd be playing these really, cr- he'd be playing the male like Jacksons. The, vi- the villain. Yes. Uh-huh. He, he, yeah, he is bald now. That is Because I was like, I can't think of a movie yeah. off the top of my head that he's in. Mm-hmm. I can't but think if, of it either, but, but if I've I seen saw, him. If I looked him up, I was like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. That. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He was that guy in that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, that's enough on that. This is like I said. This is not a this broad episode because I can go on and on. But anyway, we so I Terry then I thought had another family member. Oh yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. That oh, was my ahead. that was my next thing that I was getting to at the anniversary dinner gotcha. or anniversary party. Mm-hmm. So the next scene is they're at an anniversary party for <laughs> Maxine and Kenny. Kenny. 11 years 11 years and of course this is a great celebration you know everything is going great and everybody's <laughs> loved up all on each other and you know doing the slow dance and then got the soul train i mean it's just old going, school house party it's mm-hmm. going good and of course terry is in her feelings because she literally like not even probably an hour before that mm-hmm. just called her husband and her cousin and to see them i was glad to see her emote and mm-hmm. not try to keep that I guess strong black woman angry. Ang- mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, she emoted in her, her own way. Well, and she, with tears without everybody being around. With True. tears and then with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I almost I, thought she was going to kiss him. I said, I'll punch you. I, 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 I did too. Scared. I, I had got this. so scared. I did too. I was like, I don't remember her kissing him in this scene. <laughs> Me too. I, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my God, please don't kiss him. Please don't kiss him. <laughs> no, she she knew her limits and she backed on up. Yeah. Because that would have been the day she died. Yeah. Yeah. Because she knew what she needed. Mm-hmm. And she needed she needed what Miles needed. Mm-hmm. But she had enough restraint to know, like, I'm yeah. not with you. <laughs> and she even said, you know, something to that effect about she wonders how things would have went with him if she had not. Mm-hmm. This is not her exact words. If she hadn't been so broken. Yeah. These are not her exact words, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was the sentiment. And what he, the way he responded to her is what kind of made me wonder if they had dated longer. Mm. See, I, mm. I think I got distracted by everybody coming in. What did he say? The, it was the way he was like, you know, Terry, don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I was just like waiting for the next part of this scene because i was i was so i think that's what i was doing too because i did not want her to kiss him so i was like somebody come in please and they do yes and they're all standing in the kitchen and she and then they're talking of course maxine asks if her if terry and miles will pay for big mama's uh hospital hospital bills bills. and they'll pay them back but we know supposedly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. allegedly Mm -hmm. uh and then i was like see this is uh, this is part of the problem again she this was i was like of course we all know she's about to snap in this moment um or very soon after that and i'm like here we go again y'all don't want her to throw money up in y'all face but y'all steady asking her to take care of everything yep so you're giving her leverage to continue to throw money up in y'all face because 
because see the thing is Kenny said we thought we could handle this together and pay big mama's hospital bills together and then Max said well Terry we thought you and Miles could no 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 that ain't what Kenny just said mm-hmm yeah yeah, I better go see that uh, financial liaison that's in the hospital. And get on a payment plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, and that's then Maxine is like talking, you know, it's for the family. And then that's when she blow up. Terry says, F the family, the family F my husband. And she about to be on an episode of Snapped. And what I didn't understand, I understood it, but I didn't appreciate. Max going to say, Miles, girl. Shut up. You stole her boyfriend too. I mm. I could understand in this situation because in her head, she passed this. Obviously her sister's not passed this, but she is past this and she looking like. And so, but that's why I say because her sister ain't passed it. Now yeah. it might be her own fault because she ain't talking yeah. about it, but still you stole her man too. And I don't think anybody expected this from miles that's mm-hmm. true they I probably would expected this from liam and he that it clearly is not what he ever gonna do but i don't think nobody was like expecting what's gonna happen yeah and i think the shock was it was with faith mm-hmm. you know i i hear i i can definitely respect that but why would y'all be shocked because y'all know faith history i mean now granted it may not have been that she was sleeping with other people's husband but i don't know if they're shocked with her not her, but, but that shocked he him. did it. Oh, with that her. he did. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That okay, he, that the person that he slept with was Faith. Faith. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you're they saying. They had now. him. They had higher expectations for, for him. him. Mm-hmm. But y'all, and this is when I said crimes of passion are are a real thing. The People, way, please believe the way she pulled that knife, girl, up out that cake or wherever it was laying, and charged him, and everybody scattered. I mm-hmm. said, oh. One mm-hmm. good fall, it's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, crimes of passion are real. Yeah, people. That's why the show Snapped ex- exists. People literally have breaks. Like you cannot play with people' emotions like that. Don't My push thing, folks. right? If you don't, if you're unhappy in the relationship, now clearly we both of them knew they were unhappy. End it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. end it, or go to therapy, talk about it, so you can resolve it, or end it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause she almost came at Faith too. Oh, she, oh, did. she did. Yeah, when she but the they Faith grabbed her. Ken, uh, Kenny they, grabbed her. Well, she lunged, and mm. then they grabbed her when she kept stalking towards her husband. Mm. But Faith was we, moving. I, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I did. I like, oh. She did lunge at her, but then I, I saw Kenny. Uh, uh, next thing I saw was Kenny was grabbing her arm so he can get the knife out of her hand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and and then like my thing is like they just I mean now granted everybody probably just didn't know what to do but they just let us st- stand there and cry by herself until <laughs> Bird came and like hugged her or whatever. I know I was like dang I mean but could you imagine you just at a party and you getting your groove on because they had the slow jams going at this point mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the red lights <laughs> and, the, and you in there grinding <laughs> and there's some woman just come out of somewhere screaming and hollering with a knife I mean I'd be like <laughs> right it's going on right yes. like I don't what, what what's what's next what's going on. <laughs> You don't know whether to run or like stay still, like I and watch. Like I don't know what's happening here. Right. I'm intrigued, but I'm scared <laughs> at the same time. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, uh, the n- next scene is Ahmad is at the hospital sitting with Big Mama, and she kind of comes out of her coma for a very brief second to basically tell him 
keep the family together again. again. Or she was trying to. That's what he perceived because mm-hmm. she started coughing. True. True. Yeah. You, you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But she did say something. Uh, if you let bad things stop you, you won't be here for the good things. Uh, in that scene as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but poor Amon, he was just so. That was his girl. Yeah. That was his homie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I felt bad for him as far as Big Mama's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt for the kids, but I really felt for him because it was like he loved her. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. her, that, They were partners in crime. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely, definitely could relate to a mob because that's how I was with both of my grandparents mm-hmm. and having to witness them like he did. Mm-hmm. Like our, my grandmother's death, she went for her normal checkup and because her cancer had progressed and she ended up passing out or something, they immediately admitted her and she never came back out of the hospital. Mm. Oh my. And so I had to see her in that hospital. She didn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Now my grandfather was the opposite way. He ended up having hospice in the house, mm-hmm. but it's still the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you, you the grandchild, like you are a whole two generations after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Them. And so I, I totally, I was like, Lord, let me get my eyes together so I yeah. can watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So then uh, Big Mama dies mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they have the funeral and, you know, things just uh, are going to break down even further from here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the very next scene, but it is one of the soon to be next scenes is they're all having lunch. The girls are having lunch at uh, some restaurant. And because Maxine, not excuse me, Terry is like, we're going to sell the house. Like, uh, we just going. She went ahead and started the process. Because mm-hmm. she said, Mama hadn't been dead in the ground, something. And this girl already got her house for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has, oh, but that's when they see uh, Uncle Pete. He downstairs. Maxine does. Yeah, he sees mm-hmm. she sees Uncle Pete and he I'm assuming he believes she is Big Mama. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Says her name mm-hmm. Big Mama's real name. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, she must be the one that looks like her as well. Which would also be foreshadowing to her taking on Big Mama's role. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as the matrix kind of glue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the lunch table, you know, Maxine presents a cease and desist letter to Terry on being able to sell the house and Terry is not with the sugar honey iced teas. But before that, when Terry sat down, they tried to be sisterly and was like, Hey, how are you doing? Or whatever. And she was like giving off. She didn't really want to be there. And she was like, fine or okay. And then, um, Maxine was like, okay, well, since this is how you going to be, let me go and deliver this the way you delivered your response to us and she then said the same response to um terry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was like okay yeah terry was like all right so she just got up and left and then bird gets sick and this is where we also learn that she's having morning sickness Mm -hmm. and is the fish in big mama's dream Mm -hmm. from earlier in the movie yep uh the question that i wrote down here was what was maxine's role in the family. Maxine oh. was a combination of a few things. Mm-hmm. She technically is the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she's the one that is going to fall into the glue. 
Mm-hmm. She leads, she organizes everything. She's, you know, she keeps everybody on track, but she's also the mediator because everybody tell her everything too. And truth teller. Yes. And I was wondering if she was the nurturer too. Yes. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. one of them. I was like, I wonder what the girls think. Uh, so then here comes all the like mishmash of Ahmad trying to get the family together for mm-hmm. the final Sunday dinner in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes about telling everybody <laughs> that Big Mama done hid some money in her house. And, told and him. <laughs> I'm she told me and I'm willing to split it with you. Mm-hmm. Now why none of these adults was like, why does a little boy talking about he gonna split money with me? But it was she left it with him. And he was very like specific to the person. Though. He yeah. was. Yeah. I said, okay, you better know your relatives. Uh-huh. He did. Because yeah. he, he did play on all of them, all of their emotions and need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He was very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then everybody, you know, slowly starts showing up to Big Mama's house for Sunday dinner. Um, the girls are in the kitchen of course, doing this very quietly, you can kind of feel the tension at first, but then it seems like it starts to melt away mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're at the table. See, this is where you think the movie's about to go good. And it's about to end on a nice Disney note. And no, they have one more big blow up mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they start talking about, um, I can't remember what started the conversation though. But they were talking about problems and um, it was something with Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably money. Oh, oh, it was Lim. Oh, he came. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It was Lim. And she said that she got him out of jail. Out of jail. And he checked her. I said, you better check her, Lim. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> she was like, well, you need to be worrying about your pregnant wife. And she spilled the beans and uh, Bird hadn't told him. Yeah, and Bird mm-hmm. was like, you need to be worrying about why he's sleeping with her. You need to take care of your own husband. Which then, Terry was like, mm-hmm. is that it? Is I didn't take care of you? And I wrote in my notes, I was like, this is not the right place or time. Well, they said we're going to talk about it. To be having these types of conversations. Like, none of this should have been happening at the table. This mm-hmm. was not the place for this stuff to happen. But it did. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, of course, like you said, she asking him, like, well, did I not take care of you? And then this is where he said we used to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see that she was he that she heard that like we really did. Mm-hmm. Like there was something, you know, something was different about them that had changed over the years. And, you know, she wasn't sure what happened. Like, how did they get to the point that they did? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And right before that, uh, Maxine had told um, Ahmad and his little sister to go and get some OPs and take take your little sister mm-hmm. <laughs> so they could talk about this. Yeah, because it's grown folks' business. Because something was said and uh, Faith was getting ready to get up and go. She said, I'll go. And Ma- yeah, Maxine was like, no, you stay. We need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was still thinking, this is not the place or time. Exactly. And you are not the person to be involved in that conversation. Right. Because you did it too. Because she need to have a conversation with you too. So, so then maybe this is the place and the time. <laughs> yeah. Scratch everything I just said. You know what, MF was. This is the place and time. Because I need. It? I got a bone to pick with the two of you, and, and the two, two of you. you. But the thing is, how else were they gonna solve it? Because 
Terry is in power broker position always, and she thinks she, you yeah. know, doing what she doing. But in reality, they don't have nobody else to mediate. That was their mama. So mm-hmm. somebody has to shift and adjust to get into those roles now for the rest of the family. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as they're about to start getting into this discussion, they smell smoke coming from the, before that. Um, Miles was like, I'm going to go ahead and go and tell whatever Ahmad about the money. Never mind. Oh, or whatever. that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. And that's when it was like, Ahmad. Mm-hmm. So he, then they called him in there and, and the, then he started, you know, he was very emotional. He was it's like, not my fault. It's your fault. Y'all broke up the family. Mm-hmm. He was I accurate. said, dude, that poor little boy was acting his behind off. Because mm-hmm. I said, them tears, is it's hard to cry on cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so. did so good. But what he did before he walked out into the the dining room is he put a uh, dish towel or whatever on the stove. And anybody that cook, you know, you don't put your dish towels and things like that on your stove because you burn your kitchen up. Which is and, what Big Mama and told Big him. Big Mama told him that at the beginning uh Sunday dinner, you know, trying to teach him, you know, certain things, and mm-hmm. he forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while they're Ahmad is in there, kind of, you know, doing having his moment with the family, then they smell the smoke. They go into the kitchen, and of course, the stove area is blazing. Mm-hmm. And my like, Pfeiffer threw some water on it, but it was because it had grease in it. And I was like, Jesus, sir, you never use water on my kitchen fire. No salt. Flour, flour like cornmeal something dry yes like, not sugar like come on water <laughs> not water sir but i say he maybe he don't cook him and bird they he, don't cook you know oh, they eat out true. a lot that's true um so then terry here go terry the house the house <laughs> well she just she can't take no more y'all she right. is just falling apart at yes, the thieves yes so then she goes and grabs the fire extinguisher extinguishers and are able to get the fire out and then as soon as the fire is kind of, you know, put out, here comes Uncle Pete with a TV, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why you decide to carry a TV downstairs? Probably was broken. Um, and maybe he knew the money was in there. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was just weird. But yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, they hear him come into the kitchen, turn around, spray him in the face with a uh, fire extinguisher. <laughs> he drops the TV and here goes money tons of money just flying everywhere and i was like how did this money not burn up being in the back of a tv well but you know in I, the old it, maybe TVs, it didn't they work. had space no he I, used to watch it all the time, I, watch I, know. The all the time. I know but i'm like it, machines used to get hot i'm like how does money ain't burnt to a crisp see i felt like it was a tv that didn't work ah uh, that's why he's just, just in there just talking to himself watching no, a blank screen or maybe he was watching a, you know how in the old a days tv on the tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no telling, but either way, Uncle Pete to the rescue, even though they got him in the eyes. Right. Yeah. Max so was then, like, no, they didn't mean it, Uncle Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my surprise. So then all the money goes, so the mo- Big Mama really did have a stash of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, it wasn't a myth. No, it wasn't a myth. And then we get our Disney ending. So then, you know, everybody starts trying to do better. Uh, Terry and Miles separate. But he still comes around every now and then for the, to the family. For the food. For the food. Uh-huh. Um, Terry and Maxine are trying to be cordial with one another. Mm-hmm. And 
had Bird had her baby yet? No, mm-hmm. almost. Okay. Yeah. She was almost about to have the baby. So then we get our nice family ending and Faith. She was in the family still. Mm. She was in the family still. So, you know, all's well, ends well, as they say. Work on your stuff. <laughs> Talk to your family. Yes. And no secrets. Remember, go back and listen to uh, session 21 mm-hmm. about family secrets. All right, so that's it. Deuces. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.